Hey, Podcast America, welcome to episode 21 of the Enlightened Neanderthals. This is going to be another roundtable discussion, and before we get into it, I want to talk about Allegiance holsters. All of my Inside the Waistband concealed carry holsters come from Allegiance, as well as my individual first aid kit that I carry around on my belt and shove in my backpack when we go camping and whatnot. You can check them out at allegianceholsters.com and use code TNW10 at checkout. Uh, second, we have my own company, Training Northwest, and what I keep forgetting to say in these intros is that we are a dealer of Vortex Optics, and one of the benefits of buying from us is that if you're local, you can come out to the range and zero your new optic. We give a no-charge 30-minute session. I meet you out there, we get you zeroed, and then we run a couple of drills because it sucks to have new glass or a new red dot and not be able to bolt it onto your rifle because you don't have the opportunity to go out and get it zeroed. So if you're in the market for a new optic and you see something you like at Vortex, even if it's not listed on the website or in stock currently, if you send me a call or send me an email or give me a call, I can have it in the mail the next day from Vortex. So again, trainingnorthwestllc.com under the Pro Shop tab. And if what you're looking for isn't there, give me a holler. And then thirdly, we have our friend Tyler Stanaway has started what he calls his forest school. And I just want to read his description here. Forest school is a place for children to explore, connect, and flourish in the majesty of nature. Here they will be free to ask questions, learn about themselves, learn valuable lessons, acquire lifelong skills, and build lasting relationships. The goal is for children to learn how to connect with one another and their surroundings. Earth is filled with hidden secrets and endless beauty. In the modern world, children hardly get to go outside and just be in nature. The schools are telling boys and girls they can pick an alphabet of genders and are constantly diagnosing kids with ADHD. Here at Forest School, we will follow natural law. We will observe nature through plants and animals on the farm. My goal is to allow children to flourish in the natural world and relish in the astonishment of the for, uh, the astonishment the forest has to offer by learning the way nature operates. They will learn plant identification, bushcraft, homesteading, gardening, wood chopping, campfires, food preservation, tool identification and use, medicine making, and many more. This is for the ones yet to come. And if you guys are interested in that for your kids, it takes place in Stanwood, Washington, and you can find uh, schedule, pricing, and signups at CompassionateViking.com. Episode 21. What did we talk about, Mike? <laughs> well, uh, it was a roundtable discussion. It was a blur. And around and around did it go. Yeah. I know on the end of it, we talked about God. We debated intelligent design. My favorite thing to do we, is... We hit cruising altitude and just let it go where it went. <laughs> yeah. And so for all the uh, aforementioned ADHD kids out there, you will enjoy this episode. <laughs> when I was a kid, the, the house... That I grew up in, it was like this little fucking shack, kind of. It was it was a decent house, and I don't. So it wasn't a trailer. It wasn't a trailer. Okay. No, it was it was a small house, like you know, I think it was built in like the twenties or something, right? In Woodenville, yeah. and it was by Leota Junior High, but it was like kind of run down and beat up, and um, more or less what I got right now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the main like beam underneath the house was like a cedar tree that they had taken and fallen and then kind of like flattened and planed out a little bit, Mm -hmm. but they didn't bother like snapping off all the branches and they just burnt it (laughs) and built the house on it. Yeah. And it was just like, what the hell? So 
one time, I don't know what happened, but something split, so the bottom of it kind of opened up uh, the wall. Oh, shit. Oh, so wow. there was a crack in the bottom of the wall, so my dad had to get down there, and that's when he found out, like, oh, there's a fucking tree, a tree. under here. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, jacked Our it up. Our joist is yeah. a tree. Yes, yeah. exactly, and then jacked it up, and he did it a little too high, so then the split was at oh, the top. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, then brought it down a little bit and got it all closed, but it was just like, good Lord. Crazy, yeah. My uh, my mom told me there was a horse living in there before we moved in. All right, like, huh, this is a uh, a wild. They were like, yeah, the uh, what we use for the laundry room, a horse used to live in there. Like, how hmm. the fuck do you keep a horse in a laundry room? I have no goddamn clue, Tobin. Right. I don't have never had a never horse. Had a horse. Right. I've seen Borat, and they, <laughs> there's a lot of farm animals all throughout the house, yeah, Eastern yeah. Europe. I could be wrong. You know, but that's what my mom told me. She told me a lot of weird shit. Like, this is an adoption agency. Get out. <laughs> I'm like, it wasn't. <laughs> I've, I've come real close to driving my older boy. In fact, I put him in the truck one time, and I was like, we're going to North Everett, and you're getting out. <laughs> he was like, no, no. I was like, I've, I've had enough yeah. of the way you treat people in this house. Get in the truck. And I, we were driving. Yeah. And I was I was going to put him out under the bridge in North Everett. Yeah, so. You keep this shit up, and I'll take you to South Everett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was. I'm doing you a favor. Yeah. He, oh, he's going to come back as a wager. I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> he walks What's in. What's up, Dan? He's got a grill. Like, oh, he's got shit. a white baseball cap on <laughs> yeah. sideways. Some white well, sunglasses. I need to act your integra, Dad. Maybe a yeah. 2001. Oh, like, God, God damn it. <laughs> Backfired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turned into Everett trash. <laughs> <laughs> That is its own entity. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's like the Eminem video of the Pacific Northwest is yeah. that Everett did. Yes. I mean, he's a close cousin to maybe the Tuck Willow white guy <laughs> or even the Kent white guy. Oh, yeah. Seatac <laughs> area. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah, they're God. related. They're but, Spok- yeah. Spokane's not much different. I it's a honest. very intricate network around the area <laughs> of these guys. Maybe yeah. we're the minority. Yeah, I don't know, dude. <laughs> Look at these no, guys just wearing blue jeans and t-shirts. Who do they think they are? <laughs> Bunch of farmers out there. No style. Yeah, I had a, a friend, uh, a friend's sister tell me I was dating Everett Trash one time. And I was like, she's not even from Everett. But she was like, she looks like she's from Everett. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, fuck you. Her name was Stacy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, what man. up, Carmen? Carmen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True yeah. ever trash. So what do you think, guys? What are we talking about? Hey, dude, I was about to throw it to Mike and be like, all right, Den Mother. <laughs> what, Den Mother. Oh, what, God. What, what, what do we got? I mean, we've been all over the place lately. The, the, the group hasn't come together and solidified in a long time. We had, I feel. We had like a 12-day hiatus. With, yeah. Uh, the 4th of July holiday and then. And I had to bail on the 4th. I heard it was pretty fun. I saw videos of Jordan throwing fireworks on the yeah, it was a blast. It was, it was subdued. It wasn't like a wild party. Um, we just went down, sat in the river, and I mean, we lit off like all of six fireworks. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a lot, but it was still fun. Yeah, it was, yeah, good it was a good day. Um, and then we had uh, so the guns and geese program was here this past weekend. So Jordan and I had three days of well, plus Thursday night of range jujitsu mats, and then we were working our asses off too, just helping get the. Uh, get the range opened up and targets set up and Jordan did all the cooking and then we were hauling food and whatnot up and down the bluff to the river because that's where the Saturday night river was hosted and the big fire and whatnot and 
Not that we did everything. Greg's wife, Jenny, also mm-hmm. worked her ass off to make all that stuff happen. Yeah, um, but you guys, I mean, you talk about running your classes with Train Northwest, and Jordan has helped, and you guys both yeah. talk about how exhausted you are, but just... Three straight days. I saw, you know, when all these classes always happen, these guns and geese, I always get feeder videos or, you know, people from the gym or acquaintances that, you know, on Instagram. And they, everyone posts a video of what an amazing time they had over the weekend and how epic it Mm -hmm. was. And it's like, you guys, people don't understand the effort that gets put into something like this and how much it takes to make sure other people do have an amazing time yeah. that that weekend for other people that's like this was incredible i mean you guys still had fun i'm sure but it's well, like about, it takes a lot of yeah. effort to make sure someone has that 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 magical disney experience it, it's like it's their it's our gunslinger's prom you yeah. know yeah. you're going oh, to prom for jujitsu and gun shooting um, yeah. And if you think about, now that you're saying that, if you think about the number of high-level people who put everything into that weekend. So you have the three guys who own it. You have uh, the two Gregs and Joao Assis. Mm-hmm. So Greg Lappin, Greg, Greg Anderson, Anderson, and, and Joao Assis. So all highly accomplished people in their own sort of well, regards. Well, let's keep breaking and that then, down. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. So jiu-jitsu, Joao's been doing it for how long? Maybe since he 20, was 12, 30 years, old years. Or something like yeah. that. He's uh, a seven, seven time, correct ourselves from the seven last time world champion. Seven time world champion. <laughs> so, except like, okay, so maybe you have 25, 30 years almost. And then Greg, say another 15 years, yeah. and Lappin, another 15 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you've got almost 50 years of jujitsu experience. All yeah. black how belts. many years? Yeah, yes. How many years of shooting combined? Oh, yeah. Well, proper, sh- well, I should, I mean, if since we're not if Greg, we're not counting childhood with a twenty two right, rifle, but like but since nineteen ninety nine to forty, yeah. So two guys from forty 20 years, to forty years. But so, it wasn't it wasn't just so you have the three guys who own it, and then you have Chris Schiff, who is Greg Lappin's homie, one mm-hmm. of his purple belts, and I, I think he's also on the SWAT team. I actually yeah, forgot I, to ask. I, I didn't get. But a he's, he's a great to. guy, and he's a great shooter, and so he's up here. He's, well, I, he's putting out effort. You have he's he's not on the SWAT team. No. Oh, okay. Well, he he definitely airsoft team. He, oh, I mean, <laughs> that's even better because I, I hear they go force on force. <laughs> we had a blue and blue event. Uh, but anyway, he's a great guy. He's up here helping, and then you have Jordan and I. We're both putting full effort into helping out with everything. So you have what three, four, five, six people, and then Will. Oh, Will. Yeah, Will was out here all weekend putting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Seven, now now you're up to seven high level people or just high-quality individuals who all give a shit, who are all working their ass off to make sure that the weekend goes well. Yeah. And so, of course, it went really well. And, of course, all the students had a great time, and it was it was really awesome to see toward the end, you know, when they started to realize, or even just the end of the first day, when they start to realize, like, holy shit, this is, this is legit. We're not out doing some hokey <laughs> fucking bullshit course. Like, you're getting real instruction on the range from a high-level shooter, and you're doing high-level drills, and then you're taking a two-hour break for lunch, and you're showing up on the mats with a seven-time world fucking champion and training with him. He's running you through his lessons. It's 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 a pretty awesome experience. And yeah. he, he did a good, like, I, I, there's two different ways of, like, drilling a series of moves, right? Like, there's drilling where it's like, okay, you shoot, I take you down, we get back up. You shoot, I take you down. Or I shoot, yeah. you know. I shoot, I shoot, I shoot, I shoot, and then you shoot. A lot of the time it's like you do three, I do three, you do three, I do three. There's that kind of drilling. And then there's like 
a series of moves that you do. And there's the, I think the easiest way to flow in that kind of regard is like when those series of movements put you back into the same position that you started in. So then, or it like just reversed. continues. So reversed. they can, yeah. Infinitely. So it's a, it's a, it's a loop. Yeah. Right. An infinite loop. So there's yeah. like the point to point and then there's the loop and yep. he did both where he put us in positions where it's like, Oh, you're walking. They come around to start joking. You flip and do all this other crazy shit. Um, which was actual useful stuff. Um, but we did that. And then we also did one where it was like, as we worked through it, it was looping. And there was like, I start in guard or your guard. And then I end up with you and my guard. And then now we're switched and we get to do the same movement, but you're going now. It just continues. Yeah. So right? it just so having it's like that. It's slow rolling. Yeah, yeah. And that's the first time I've experienced that teaching style. Mm-hmm. I texted Greg, um, I think it was Sunday night, and I said, hey, from, from the perspective of a customer at your gym, please start doing that. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm hoping – I think he actually did Monday night. He did. Um, okay, good. Kind of tonight. Did he? Okay. Yeah, awesome. so um, – my, I mean, my, my brain retains better that way. Yeah. Just – you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if everybody <clears throat> is the same, but I will retain those lessons far more than I will just repeating, like, one technique – Reset, repeat, reset, repeat, reset. Well, you're repeat. seeing how it's applicable in like real life it and how you can get you. back to your feet. Yes. And yeah. Yep. So the thing that I've been struggling with in the three years that I've been training is the decision moments where you okay now we're now I'm in someone's guard or I've got them in my guard. What next? Yeah. Pause. Th- yeah. Because then I'm I'm stuck with like a oh shit now I'm thinking and I don't okay uh, what hand you know what I mean mm-hmm. when you train and drill this way it sort of leads you down the you know what I mean automatics exactly nervous. like yeah. you know it like okay when Jordan rolls over and has me in his guard I'm gonna pass using this technique and then I'm gonna go to side control mount and then he's gonna he's gonna sweep me and then I'll have him in my guard he'll you know what I mean you just go back and forth like that and it starts to teach you like oh when we roll over and land in this position I just automatically go to this. Yeah. And as you as you start to do different flow drills over the years, because they won't always be the same, Mm-mm. you'll start to build those decision trees where, okay, now I've got Jordan in my guard. Now, oh, I now have three options that I can just go right to. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's where you I think you really start to become better. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope Greg incorporates more of that type of training down the road. Yeah, and the thing is, it's nothing that he hasn't seen, right? Yeah. Like it's it's. It's just a, another style of how to do things, like I said. Yeah. You know, the that point-to-point point where that's a little bit more blocky, where it's yeah. like, okay, we're going to do a takedown, and that's how we're starting. Yeah. Uh, so to get back up, we got to, you know, it just yep. – But uh, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's very, very easy to get into a flow where you're, the speed of the drill is going fast enough. Yes. But it's also going slow enough to where it's like, okay, I fucked up on this. I'm going to readjust. Okay, I work my way through it. And it's just like the gun stuff, right? Yeah. I'm going to, I oh, I, I'm having to reload. I screwed up on a reload. Oh, work through it, work through it, work, you know. So as you're working through it, now next time, now you remember what you did. So, and yeah. it just keeps that yeah. pace. Is and and we, we definitely like hit that metronome. Like Sunday afternoon in the, the Sunday mat session where it was it was that same sequence I just mm-hmm. said where it's like start with someone in guard, uh, pass the guard, go to side control and mount, guy underneath sweeps, lands in guard, start over again, right? Mm-hmm. And like we started slow and then as we both kind of got the, got the sequence down, it started going faster and kind of picked up the intensity. 
to the point where we're both starting to pant and sweat a little bit. And it was like, this is fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 What were the people, was it newbies? Was it people that it was, had it experience? We had like it's Scott Stillwell's a black belt all the way down to. Two black belts, had, yeah, three purple belts. A couple of day one, couple blue never belts. been on the mats before. Yeah, and then the rest were white belts and a couple day ones. What about shooters? Had is anyone new to shooting? Uh yeah, there was a few. There was a uh, um, yeah, a couple yeah. people. There who were a couple that were very new, yeah. and then there were also some fucking outstanding shooters. Yeah, SWAT guy. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, Marcus, the human muscle was. Oh out there. yeah, that dude yeah. can shoot. And there yeah. was another dude who trains at. Uh, is he part of the SWAT? Yeah, uh, he just re- he just stepped away from the SWAT team, so he's just an officer now. Oh. Um, and then who was the guy who won the uh, the, the walk back drill on Saturday? Uh, down I, downstairs, downstairs, Danny. Danny. No, he, that was on Sunday. Um, uh, no, so it was he trains at Charlie's. Yeah. No, it was it was Danny. No, no, that was Sunday. The Saturday when we ran oh, I wasn't there. Prize. Oh, I wasn't okay. there. Yeah, I'm brain farting. You had his a name. Charlie's guy won. Yeah, super cool guy, and I can't think of his fucking name. What do you God like? dang it! I don't know. Like a white guy. Yeah, head of yeah. head facial hair, head hair. Yeah, a white guy with facial hair in the Seattle area. <laughs> I mean, he was clean shaven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nah, I. God dang it! It's making me mad that I'm brain farting his name because he was an awesome guy, and I'm sure we'll see more of him because he's obviously local. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was did, actually probably half the class was locals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was also people from was it Oregon, Idaho? Idaho Oregon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's how people they, from all how over. How do they hear? They're followers of Greg's podcast. Yeah, I think so. A lot of them. They, well, they get they get nationwide <laughs> travelers down to the the Louisiana rounds. Because yeah, I would yeah Louisiana. I would have figured it's more people from the South and the East Coast. What was the it. gal's name? Oh, she was from Indiana. Yeah, Lynette. Lynette. She dude. She uh, hit a silhouette at 106 yards. Yeah. What? A C zone silhouette. Yeah. First yeah. shot. Ting. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. Jesus. Yeah. With a nine millimeter pistol for you guys listening, not with a rifle. Yeah. And Danny hit it at what seventy? Seventy or eighty with iron, iron sights. sights? Yeah. But then you, you I, mean, I did, but here's the thing. You hit it at like when when you're yeah. shooting that far with iron sights, your your front sight post is wider than the target. So you're just yeah. kind of roughly holding center and yeah. just sending it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not it's not like a I know this is gonna yeah. hit. This, it's, this it's is somewhere this is in as, this range. Exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm centered up as best I can and I'm gonna let that trigger break. I'm gonna be honest with you, I was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. I you was thought like, you were gonna get it? Oh, I, I I was like I was like, Oh yeah, like I, I can I can shoot. And then it was like Miss. Okay. That's weird. Miss. I was like, What the fuck? Did you guys fuck? put blanks in my gun? <laughs> this is horseshit. And I was like, Oh man. Yeah. I started looking through it, and I was like, "Oh, I got one twenty-five or one twenty-fours and one fifteens, and uh, yeah, you're mixing that in your mm-hmm, ammo like an idiot." God dang it! I was like, "I'm going to put it all in the ammo can," and that's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> that's my excuse. Uh, all right, little pro tip to all you guys listening: I only order sixty-two grain five-five-six, and I only order one twenty-four grain nine millimeter. Not because those are the best, but because I want the same bullet grain no matter what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So that I'm just zeroed. Here he, here and uh, I guess on that note, for your rifle ammo, pay attention to your twist rate in your barrel and make the, uh, you know, whatever grain you settle on for your bullets, make sure that it's optimized for that twist rate. I'm the worst guy for this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, give me a bullet, give me a gun, I'll pull the trigger and point at this. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, though, I found uh, the 55 grain. 
won't shoot through a car. Oh, that's right. You what, guys, so you what guys kind went of to car? a uh, any. I mean, maybe like a come on, maybe like a Toyota a normal Celica. car like that. Outside <clears throat> skin is so thin, dude. I I was blown away. It was uh, what were you? It a, was a, the, a fifty-five grain five-five-six. Yeah, was it was going through? I mean, you're if you're in the car, you're freaking getting tagged up. But it was going through the car. Oh, you it, mean full penetration from one side through? Yeah, it wasn't going out. through the far door. Okay, so if you were yeah, standing yeah, on the yeah, other yeah, side, yeah. it was like I mean, I wouldn't stand on the other side like it was uh, um, cover. Sorry, sorry. That's on me. Oh my god. That one's on me. You is that, think is that is that your girlfriend? I'm so used to this. Is that your boyfriend? That's oh. my brother. Oh. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're not important. I'm re- I'm talking into a microphone right now. <laughs> yes. All these people are listening to us. There's we're up to 17 now. I'll have you know. Nationwide. Listeners? Nationwide. Oh Prestige god. worldwide. 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 Incorporated. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, let's hear about that course, actually. Yeah, so uh, we we went. Uh, gosh, dang it! Uh, the three headed dog. Goldendale. Yeah, the three headed dog is Cerber- Cerberus. Um, that so it's Cerberus Training Group in Goldendale, Washington, and they have um, they have like Glover out there every once in a while, and uh, um, anymore some uh, <laughs> some other people out there. Um, there, it was awesome. That yeah. that guy's the guy's killer. I've, I've heard only good things about. Him. Yeah, he's he was a. Uh, well, this isn't your first time doing it there. You've done it there before. Right? Yeah, I've gone out there for yeah. um, two courses now. Yeah. Um, and this one was a a two day pistol rifle course. Nice. Um, as, s- similar to the shoot and move, but not not quite. Um, there were, I think, six of us out there. Um, no, there was five of us out there altogether. Um, so it was a, it was a small, small group and we went out and, um, and we did running and shooting and all the things you want to do. But then he pulled out a car that we got to break the windows out of and stuff. It was, it was like, oh, yeah. this, so we're shooting the windows out of this, uh, Good it was like a shooting car. Yeah. It was like a 2000, you know, one, uh, Tahoe or something like that, right? The square ones. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like a you know. Oh yeah. The boxy yeah. before the boxy, yeah, 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 yeah. before they got late nineties. Yeah. yeah, late nineties Tahoe. Um, so they taped up the windows and they're like, all right, let's shoot the windows out of this. So we all went, oh fuck, <laughs> here we are, here. Yeah. and we're fucking shooting the windows. And he's like, shoot here. How come here, I didn't here. hit anything on the other side? Yeah, yeah, and so we're pushing the windows out, and then um, they built a little shoot house thing for like you know CQB stuff. That's kind of like okay, it's somewhat like a real situation but not really you know so um but just to kind of get the footwork down and stuff um but uh yeah so they they wheeled this car in there and then they let us shoot through the car and like okay let's see what it does and shoot through the pillars and nothing's getting through the pillars and then shoot through um you know the back seat or the back doors and see how far it goes so was it a full metal jacket was a hollow point uh no, it was just your basic range ammo, just a, the fifty five yeah, yeah, grain. Range but bullet. last time I was there, I shot the sixty two grain, and the sixty two grain was ripping through both doors out the other side. Were no you problem. using green tip? Green that is yeah. green tip. Okay, yeah. so here's 62. another pro tip: is green tip gets a lot of um, negative press or whatever I guess you'd call it, and it's largely because of 
the uh, the 1993 Battle of Mogadishu when they were talking about how the the rounds would pass right through the guys without creating like a giant wound channel because it's the it has a it was developed in the 80s to fight the or 80s and 90 and yeah, the 80s to fight Russians who would be wearing ostensibly soft body armor so it's, it's meant to penetrate like soft Kevlar body armor and so just up against like a human sometimes it'll Pa- uh, pass right through without destabilizing and causing that lethal wound channel leaves like a knife. like up down mm. ripping yeah exactly. it's, if, it's if like a pinhole instead right. of a it, exactly. cannonball if it doesn't hit bone yeah. and I think they've actually fixed it with the new XM855 but I digress um, the, the, the green tip that we all know and love had to hit bone so that it would destabilize and then or tumble and, and go off track and create this nasty wound channel but one of the things it does very well is penetrate. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> it's like a kid on Christmas morning sipping Coke. How is that one? Oh, it's delicious. Is it, you want to try something? Uh, in a second here. So green, green tip with it, it has a like a steel core penetrator inside the, the actual projectile. And plus the, the high velocity of the 5.56 five, round. And it's great for penetrating... Car doors, car glass, um, thin construction walls, like think like your house, like you've got some siding, maybe some sheeting, and then a layer of sheetrock. Sometimes even cinder blocks if they're not poured full of concrete. Um, Your wall, your neighbor's wall. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's it's one of the reasons it's a really awful, I think, home defense round because just like Jordan said, it, it might go through two houses before it stops. But at the same time, for urban combat where you have all these... Obstacles, cars, walls. Fucking. I'm trying to say something else. Nice. <laughs> what were you going to say? Nothing. People. Kids. <laughs> oh, shit. Just scratch that. Um, yeah, there, there, there are some distinct advantages to it, and like if you have the budget to go high end and buy the seventy seventy grain seventy seven grain Gucci ammo, by all means, do it. But for Wait, those, those wait, the f- there's Gucci ammo. Oh, no, dude. You get some, Does oh, Birdman know about that? Kidding me? Like, There's, yeah. You don't know that? Birdman? <laughs> Gucci man, Birdman? Oh, shit. Oh, this no. is above your pay grade. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll tell my sick... I didn't... Jordan didn't hear my Your my son would get jacket. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, is that some YouTube thing? No. No, it's no, a rapper. It's a rapper. Yeah, yeah, fuck. Gucci uh, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. Anyway. So wait, wait, what's Gucci ammo? Gu- Gucci is just Gucci, like, right? Expensive. Like, oh, you're saying Gucci ammo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what's that? Focaccia? Like uh, that Italian? It's round? more, well, some of them, I mean. No, it's, it's not like, necessarily what, the manufacturer. He said, he's saying Gucci as like, in like top dollar. Expensive. Yes. But, yeah. like, isn't some of the most expensive shooting ammo like those Italian precision focaccia? I, I, think I don't know because it's outside my budget. I think the most expensive ammo is probably something that some dude's making in his garage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's another there's, thing. There's some guy somewhere in Tennessee that if you want to pay $7 a round, he's making uh, 6.5 Creedmoor rounds that, or maybe, you know, 12 bucks a round yeah. or something. What's a, but what makes, copper and what makes a more expensive, like, AR round? Like a heavier... That's a, that's like a good question. What is the difference between, like, match-grade ammo and just standard-issue <laughs> ammo? Well, you said it, it must be tolerances. The, I was just going to say the tolerances of, but also weights in load behind it. Like, so you said one had a steel core with a jacket around it. So yep. if you got a steel core, that gives you a heavier projectile. So then you have a heavier bullet plus a heavier maybe load a of denser powder. Metal. 
Yeah, so if you have a well, denser the five metal. The 5.56 five, casing doesn't change sizes, so it's packed full of powder. <coughs> I, my guess is that it is the tolerance of the manufacturer yeah, of the, if, the projectile itself. But if you have an overall bullet weight that's heavier, if your bullet is lead or your bullet is steel, the projectile, right, that's going to affect ballistics and impact, mm. like, with your weight ratio. It, it'll change the actual physical size of it. Yeah. The length or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it does. So what have makes you seen a that? good five five six? I, money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Honestly, that you're you're so far out of my comfort zone for being able to add. Like, I I know very little about precision <clears throat> rifle shooting, so I can't answer that. Uh, That's one thing about that Cerebrus course that he the guy owns a manufacturing company. Does he really? So he yeah high desert cartridges, and he sells like fifty five grain stuff that he's like this. This performs well on the people I've shot. Kind of thing. Um, what happened to your voice? I, I had a bubble in my throat. Okay, that was weird. He I thought it was. I thought it was my headphones for a minute. Then you coughed, and it changed again. Yeah. <laughs> he went into midnight DJ voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah I kind of like that. Yeah, I'll try oh, and go yeah. back. The smooth sounds of Jordan. Yeah, let's I... see if I can oh. make it happen again. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of. Uh, <laughs> And speaking of Gucci shit, I told Mike this downstairs, but Jen and I went on our uh, our 15-year anniversary trip. We took a four-day trip up to Kenai, Alaska, or the peninsula up there, to go kind of hiking and just hang out. And I forgot my freaking warm jacket, so I went into the sporting goods store and bought a $300 Sitka oh, Puffy. Yeah. Oh, it was a nice jacket. That's awesome. And then I sat down at the airport on the way home because I was starving, and I, there was a little stand that had pot stickers. <laughs> and I ate, a, I ate a order of pot stickers, and I got on the airplane, and my jacket is hanging on the back of that chair. Oh, yeah. God. Konnichiwa. Yeah. God damn it. Those are some spendy <laughs> pot stickers. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope you're hungry. $317 yeah. for pot stickers. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Speaking I, of, just gu- talking about Gucci equipment brought that up, because yeah. it was a nice fucking jacket. Yeah, um, well, uh, if anybody hears this in Anchorage, Alaska, and you see a homeless guy wandering around the airport <laughs> with a really nice Sitka puffy on, send it to P.O. Box. Yeah, <laughs> man. You know, uh, Black you Ovis, they eat cheap puffies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> Black Ovis, that's right. You posted some good pictures from your Alaska thing, but I got to say, kind of thought you got a little close to a moose on one. A little, little too close for little, my comfort. Yeah, right? Well, we we literally walked up on it. It was around a bend in the trail. No, I get it. And so we come around the bend, and there it is, standing right there. And we were like, holy shit. Yeah. And so... Like, Get the like, phone. I was just going to say, like, so. yeah, like all good Americans in 2023, when confronted with a dangerous situation, whip out your phone, whip out your selfie phone, yeah. and start taking fucking pictures. But we, we pretty quickly, like, backed out of there. And this was in a park in Anchorage. So it's, they're not, they're not tame, it. but they're definitely accustomed yeah, to people yeah. walking around. And uh, we, we, we pretty quickly backed out of there. And then just a minute or two further up the trail, we saw a big bull. And he was probably a hundred yards off the trail. But what was impressive is he, he wasn't paying any attention to us. He just had his head down grazing or whatever. And then he lifted his head up and we could see this big rack, which was awesome. And then yeah. he just in two steps disappeared into the brush without a sound. Oh yeah. And I was like, how did yeah. that, that was a 1500 pound animal. Yeah. Oh yeah. That I, thing just disappeared like a ghost. Why do you think hunting is so addictive? Yeah. yeah. You, 
there is an elephant right next to you in the woods, and within two and a half seconds, disappears. it disappears. Yeah. And there's no sounds. And you're like, <laughs> well, how the fuck did that work? Where did it did go? Did I just see? Am I crazy? Yeah. Did well, you guys I, see that? I've heard fucking elk come through, and it's... It's when pretty loud when they're when they're charging. It's moving. loud, yeah. yeah. When there's a herd and they know, but when they just step, like because when the they want to bail, yeah. When it's just kind of walking through, just yeah. They're coming. like, yeah. Oh, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. They're magical. And we didn't see a single bear with all the warnings and carrying a pistol and bear spray everywhere. Yeah, uh, those marshmallows taped to your Nikes. <laughs> yeah. Did you bring yeah. a pistol up there? I did. Which <laughs> honestly, it's a 40 caliber Glock is the highest caliber pistol I own. And it's not going to do it's much. It's not effective. No, it's a noise machine. Exactly. I, I was more hoping that if should we actually need it, that the noise was going to scare it away. You just shoot yourself. Send, send the first <laughs> shot over its head yeah. and just hope that the the bang slows it down. Yeah. Well, they. I I've heard of nine millimeters being able to do okay against like black bears. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, maybe if you were able to put your rounds into the face of a charging grizzly. Yeah. Fuck I, no. Well. I don't think it'll kill it, <laughs> but if you're if you're smashing its snout, it'll at least have to pause and yeah. Think I think about whatever what's going you on. use, yeah. I mean, if mace is supposed to deter it, it burns hard. I mean, yeah. if you're getting, lead I don't put think in mace face, deters it. I don't care what yeah. anybody says. I, I think that like, that's just a myth they tell hikers. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're putting like it's a like seasoning Sriracha on yourself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, we've got three different flavors. Bear spray. Don't ask why. Yeah. Yeah. Chipotle. Chipotle. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's just a brand. No yeah. garlic. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Garlic sriracha? Lemon, <laughs> Lemon pepper. Huh? Lemon pepper spray. Uh, my dad was like, yeah, that stuff's not supposed to really work. I mean, it works initially, but then like it attracts them. It's like, I wonder if that's true. Yeah. I, don't know. Who knows? I think it probably works better for a black bear than it would like brown or grizzly. I think at the point they're charging, you're fucked. I think it's more like if they're coming I mean, they sniffing toward you. Yeah, you There's can a kinda, whole, yeah, you yeah. know, it's not just if I charge, that means it's game over. You're in a dance here. Mm. Who's going to lead? Oh, yeah. my. <laughs> yeah, nature, man. Man. Yeah, well, like man. you said, they, they found grizzlies with like yeah. nine millimeters in them. In their skull, like embedded in their skull. Did you hear they found uh, a trail camp? Cam on Chinook Pass got a grizzly on it. Are you serious? Or a brown bear? Brown bear? Do you know the difference? Well, I know the difference now. Uh, uh, coastal is grizzly. Opposite. Brown, yeah, brown bears on the coast. Brown bears on the coast. Well, animals. I can't hunt them. But it's so the same species. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. Just what well, one tastes better? Do they? The, the fish fed ones or the deer? No, fed I ones? would not eat a fish fed bear. Are you kidding me? Oh, really? No, but they're they're bigger. Yeah. They're bigger, but they taste worse. Yeah. <coughs> brown, bear, brown bears are bigger, right? Uh, I believe so, yes. And the tasting, I, I act like I've tried. I haven't, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. That was all just I'm conjuncture. What if, I, what if they're seasoned with a little spray? With a little pepper spray, yeah. yeah little Black little bear, lemon. that black bear we got last year, I was so surprised. The first time we tried eating it was when we went archery elk last year, and we took a bunch of steaks and it tasted like pot roast. It was delicious. Dude, was, I want to smoke one. Oh, Jordan, you'd kill it. Mm. I got trail cams up, buddy. Yeah, I, I'm. We can probably get a couple oh, of bears. Yeah, this speak year. of the devil and Fourth of July. How was your bike ride in the sweltering heat? I, gentlemen, I you died. must have about fucking died. Yeah. <laughs> well, we came here because we were here drinking first. No, we or did jujitsu first. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. 
We rolled for, and that class is not an hour or an hour and a half. It was two hours. Yeah. So we did that, and then we podcast. Yeah. And then. And drank. And drank. Uh, Were they recording this something downstairs? No, that was the day after Joel. That was, no, they were doing the, uh, the photo shoot. The photo shoot. And then we were able to go. So, okay, so. So we did all that after jujitsu, and then it was a six-mile mountain oh, bike right. ride up. Was that when we got yelled at for being too loud? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, the guy on the griddle with the spatula yeah, was, was out like of control. Was, oh, that's right. Sorry. No, no, that was the day after Joao did his 50 white belt thing. This no, is different. That, was yeah. That, that wasn't that before. That was, was the it? day. Was it? Yeah. Uh, no, that was the weekend after. Yeah, because remember... I was I was over there like I was at Benihana's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> On that trying block. to do interviews. Yeah, I was like, oh, sorry, shrimp. sorry. <laughs> yeah. But to yeah. be fair, that is probably pretty loud in this place. Yeah. So how how was how was the sweaty bike ride on the Fourth of July after jujitsu and drinking? It was horrible. <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't go. The Fourth of July. I mean, it was great. We set up a bunch of trail cams. We saw where the bears are going. I mean, they're they're in our territory. We just wanted to get five or six cams up there so we could see what time to be back up there to shoot Smokey in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I was so exhausted from that day, and we went over to our friend Dan's house, uh, and they got like. 15 20 acres and they live on a big farm and they live in the valley in snohomish so you see all the fireworks going oh, around nice. and it was just this epic night and i was so exhausted i maybe <laughs> had three beers yeah and i just i went in the back of my buddy's truck in the bed and just passed out and <laughs> told my wife i'm like when you're ready to go just grab me I, yeah. I i need sleep i have to get up at four. Oh god and that day killed me oh you july guys 5th, all like, why me. why do we work on july 5th it, yeah, it, it, it July fourth, you should work. Yes, yeah. Have a get off at noon on the fourth and yeah. take the fifth off. Fuck, even get off at three. Yeah, and the night doesn't start until eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is the stupidest thing, and everybody knows that July fifth is the least productive. It's like New Year's Day and July fifth are the two least productive work days of the year. I might even which, say if you're an the employer, Super Bowl. Oh yeah, the Super Monday Bowl, after Sunday, Super Bowl Monday, Sunday for sure. Everyone. Yeah. Just take Whoa. those days off because if you're an employer, you're throwing money away, especially if you're in like something like what we all do where it's, you know, performance based. Also, if you're I boss- will say I work my ass off <laughs> the entire time <laughs> I am there. If you're listening, Andy, we work really hard. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think if you're an employer. I, I think I stared at my computer screen with my eyes glazed over is what I did on the fifth. <laughs> It was yeah, dude, dude. You got those glasses with those eyeballs yeah, that are Simpson. open on it. <laughs> 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 it just, oh, man. Yeah, I think uh, the the fireworks around here are like a fucking battle zone. Oh, it's yeah. up. Oh, yeah. and I still passed out. Oh, <laughs> oh so you, did you? You know I what could, I mean? I had I just ended up sitting out in my driveway until midnight or so because it was like. There's no point in trying to go to sleep. It was yeah. just fucking, it was going off, which makes me happy. I wish yeah. I had, I actually, I didn't see it until the day of as I was driving to the gym. 
But somebody in my neighborhood put up a sign that said, reminder, fireworks are illegal in Snohomish County. And I was like, fuck, if I had seen that sign three days ago, I would have gone up to Boom City and just filled up my truck bed. And yeah. So what, they're illegal in the area you live in? Snow- yes, uh, it was just last year, I think, Snohomish County officially banned fireworks. Well, I guess we're... <laughs> Good un- fucking luck. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess what... Like here, we're unincorporated Snohomish. That's so, you can so am I. Yeah, so am I. you're unincorporated. Okay, yeah. so you can lie on that. No, you yeah. can't. Technically, you cannot. But I mean, wait, what are they going to do? They got like you what, can do six whatever on? you want to <laughs> fucking on, do. Yeah. <laughs> on the Fourth of July. Yeah. Come, everywhere. come, stop us. They sell fireworks in Snohomish I County, know. but you can't on the light. reservation. No, they sell them. No, but there's those. Humdinger and yeah, they sell what are they, snakes and sparklers. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's because yeah, that's Dirt. what they like. <laughs> you ain't got no whistling bung holes. No, you got, holes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you got no zipty do, zipty don'ts. <laughs> With or without the tassel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See yeah. that foot? You see that footprint gas pedal? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to go out to the res to get the good ones. Oh yeah. So that you know what I mean, and uh, well, that's common knowledge. Yeah. But then, you know, what else happened on the 5th is, because I leave the house uh, at like 4.45 in the morning as it's kind of daybreak, right? And uh, a coyote was after my kitten. And I was like, oh, shit. What? And Because uh, we have coyotes What's in the What's your cat name? Pussy Boots or something? <laughs> Taco Cat. Taco <laughs> Cat. I thought it was like. But somebody wanted to name no, it. No, one of the neighbor kids was like, you should call it Pussy Taco. Uh, yeah. Like, but... No, Camden, we cannot call it Pussy Taco. <laughs> and he just said it straight face. Like, oh, yeah. oh this oh, is yeah. a great name. Yeah, he thought it was an awesome name. I think it's a great name as well, <laughs> uh, dude. Yeah. That's, as far as I'm concerned. It's what I call my wife. when. Yeah, we're I was going to yeah. say. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, She's like, what? That's been thrown <laughs> out already, Billy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was like, man, if there was ever a day where I could just draw my pistol and fire a shot right here in suburbia, yeah. it's the morning of July 5th. Yeah. Nobody would even. Oh, yeah. I, I should have burned that coyote down, but. Yeah. I, I can't. I, you I saw it. one and we got to get you. Oh, dude. We see, we have a bobcat that runs our, I see him all the time. Oh, yeah. I need a, I need a suppressed 22. I wouldn't shoot the bobcat, but I would shoot or the coyotes. In a, or in a residential area. No, you're right. Never. <laughs> if we were outside of city limits. And At I saw a, a coyote chasing my cat. With a complete that, backdrop. Yes, then I would shoot the coyote. You, what you need is Jordan's dart gun. Oh, there we go. He's got a or blow a crossbow. gun. I mean, a crossbow sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I've been or wanting just, an or excuse just a to bow. buy a crossbow. Or a bow. Yeah. Just a bow. You, I'm I mean, waiting. Jordan says he has a bow for me. but Dude, uh, Yeah. Look at. Are you healed up? I got extra. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've, I can finally have <laughs> full, full range movement of, motion. of my left lower oh. forearm. It's just and it's still a little tight. I've been I've literally been like taking a uh, lacrosse ball at work and just putting it on the counter and just rubbing the rubbing the tendons in my forearm. I mean, yeah, I've, I've never had. I've never seen anyone that happened so quick. Yeah, I couldn't I believe like, it. Holy shit! I've thanks. shot my whole life, never had. Thanks it for the coach way. up, guys. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? <laughs> I I think we're fucking phenomenal coaches because guess what? Learn that lesson next time you shoot, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have that thumb flirt up. <laughs> Yeah, oh some lessons God. are better learned. And I'm gonna go ahead and see if I can still find one of those freaking leather things that we used to wear back in the day on the. Oh, the yeah, the yeah, strap the for your so. There's something like, or wrap it with Mike's horse wrap. I just love that in the picture that I took of you guys after that happened. Mike actually has that horse wrap wrapped all around his his off arm. And I was like, huh, 
Look at this guy. He also had a cut. It's a scar I, now. I get it. I get it. But in the picture, it looks like he knew to wrap up his uh, his support arm. That's hilarious. Like, don't tell him. Yeah. Just let it He'll happen. He'll figure it out. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be hilarious. Yeah. I'm going to puke. Okay, watch this. Look at him. Watch this. <laughs> That's literally like when my kids are doing something stupid and I'm like, that's a bad idea. And they're like, no, it isn't. And I'm like, okay, just going to watch. And I'm like, Jen, watch this. She's like, what? Watch. They're going to hurt themselves. You can't let them do that. Like, oh, I I told them. They were warned. Oh. (laughs) The paper clips. I knocked my teeth out. And my brother goes, you do that, you're going to bust your two front teeth out. Yeah. Sure as shit. Bust my two front teeth out. What, what, what exactly were you doing? Skateboarding. Oh. Okay. Trying what? Kick flips or what? No, I was going down a hill. Um, I was. I was going down a hill. You guys think we can hit fifty-five on this hill? And no, I was. I was. I was like nine or ten, and I grabbed the hold of the front of it, and I got on my knees, and I was gonna like go on my knees but the driveway had a little lip on it so i start going down this driveway and it's only probably 25 feet 30 feet and i'm kind of going down but they had just repaved the road and they put a lip above the driveway so i smacked that and just boom and right on my face and broke my teeth and yeah you know my dad goes well, you're just gonna have to fucking deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they called me. They called me Chip. Yeah. Oh, are you serious? Because <laughs> I didn't get my teeth fixed. <laughs> Dude, I didn't get those teeth fixed. No way. For sure. what? That I was nine, so I got them fixed in the seventh grade or eighth grade. So I went like four or five years. So nine's like fourth grade, right? N- no, I think nine. Ten is, like is fifth grade. Six. Yeah. Well, I got him ten in junior grade. high. Oh, yeah. uh, wait, yeah. yeah. My eleven-year-old so is going into sixth grade. Then maybe yeah. I was, maybe I was in eighth or ninth grade when I got him fixed. I love that your your parents called you Chip. No, no, they. Oh. <laughs> I'm no. like your parents are. Yeah, hard they, they called him dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking retard is what yeah. they called me. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, accident. Do you guys remember big wheels? The plastic things. Yeah. The two. So. I had a I had a, I had the sweet GI Joe big wheels that looked like it had the little cannon coming out the front yeah. and had the badass like stickers on the back that uh-huh. looked like the little pilots display or whatever. And I used to uh this hill in Omac we lived on I would stand when I got too big to sit on it, I would stand on the back of it and go mm-hmm. ripping down this hill. Which those things have no brakes, right? Oh no. Fully and, committed. Yeah. At the bottom of the hill there was a bunch of like uh on the sidewalk a bunch of like little pea gravel had got kicked out from the neighbors for the, oh, you know, yeah. the, the people whose driveway was right there at the bottom That's of the hill. They, for a big wheel. Exactly. As they back their car up and up in and out of their driveway, they, you know, push a little bit of pea gravel out onto the, uh, the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. So one day I go ripping down there, I'm standing on the back of that thing. And, uh, right as I hit that pea gravel, it started to skid and it just flipped out from under me. And I did like a Pete Rose, you know, on my belly oh. baseball slide across all that pea gravel yeah. on concrete. Yeah. And I stood up and I looked down and the front of my legs and the underside of my forearms were just pouring blood from all these little micro scratches everywhere. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. like, 
It looked like something out of a horror movie. Just yeah, you just well, you just blood everywhere. Yeah, belly slid over tin yeah. grit fucking sandpaper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I remember going walking up to the house, and uh, you know, my dad was a, a physician who would work weekends in the ER, and my mom was a, a nurse practitioner who would also moonlight in the ER. And they just kind of looked at me and were like, hey, "Go get a towel. You're fine." <laughs> just fucking oozing blood everywhere, all over the floor and whatnot. And they're like. Just go wipe it up. It'll be good. <laughs> Rash cleaned up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I rode a big wheel down a hill thinking it was a good idea. But, like, the landing was... Have you ever been to Bothell and, like, where Popkini Field is? Yeah. You There was a hill across the street from Popkini that oh, was, yeah. like... Straight like, up. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. 45 degree yeah, angle, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And the landing was only, like, maybe 30 foot. Yeah. And then there was a drop, and then you're shooting off onto the beginning of the Bothell Ever Highway. <laughs> yeah. Right there in Bothell. I rode my big wheel down that, thinking I went up to the chain link fence, and I start mobbing down it, and all of a sudden my legs can't take it, so I have to kick my feet off to the side, and I'm just like, ah, <laughs> you know, screaming for it. Yeah, just, ah. <laughs> and my dad sees, and he gets up off the deck of that house right there. <laughs> oh. He has to <laughs> run out. Oh, God, did you and see I, him? Because when you're a kid and you see your dad start running for it, you know, like, oh shit, this like, is gonna be great. No, I yeah. had, I don't, I don't remember. I just okay. remember going down and then all of a sudden just whoo, spinning, because he had to run and literally the best he could do was just kick the fucking thing <laughs> to make me fucking oh, crash before I shot out onto the road. Onto, yeah, Buffalo over Highway. Yeah, so he yeah. just kicks the front wheel and spun me around and it's just like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> and I was just like, oh <laughs> yeah. This is Sparta. So, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah. Oh my God. That was, uh, yeah, that was the beginning of the end for all my biking situations. I'd crashed so many goddamn times on bikes. Oh, the amount of times skateboard broken dead. wrists and fucking. I should be honestly dead multiple times over. But close calls with cars or what? Everything. Yeah. Mountain bikes, skateboards. Skiing, snowboarding. Oh, we used to snowboard on the roof of a yeah, of, or a, of an elementary school. Yeah, of course, that's <laughs> what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Downhill mountain biking all through my twenties and thirties, man. Uh, some of these, you probably saw some gnarly shit. Some of the wrecks that like I endured. I would go to work the next day and like pull up my like ah oh, everything hurts on my side and like pull up my shirt. And my whole abdomen's like purple and yellow, and I'm like, oh fuck! I think I might have ruptured like an internal organ or something. You know what I mean? Like my spleen's fucked. I can't, I can't move or breathe or hardly do anything. It's like slowly it would heal, but uh, thank God yeah. I learned that shit in my 20s because every once in a while I'll run into someone who's talk. They're like, hey man, I want to take up mountain biking, but they're my age, and it's like, Ugh. um, get a chest protector and the yeah, biggest you, helmet you can find. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mine was longboarding back in the day because it? we skateboarded and we snowboarded and we surfed, but longboarding is what you could do in the off season. So many of my friends went to colleges in Seattle, and so we would hit parking garages and Seattle U's on a hill, U-dubs on a hill, all throughout Seattle. It's nothing but hills. Yeah, I mean, I remember one time Discovery Park, I fucking... I went with a group of people, and I must have gotten up to, like, 45 miles per hour. So did someone go board. down below and, like, block traffic? Oh, absolutely or? not. We're just going. <laughs> we're dumb idiots at this time. Yeah. We're even in Discovery Park in the park area, and we're on a trail, and people are 
like walking oh, dogs. Yeah. And yeah. Like, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> I'm out of control. I can't and, stop. Yo, I remember I went, I was bombing down this hill and I saw it like it came to a cul-de-sac at the end and there was a curb all around it. And it's like, well, I'm going to have to make the decision to just bail. Do you remember that? Run. The, the conscious bail. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, and uh, I, yeah. When you realize like I'm fine, this is going to hurt, <laughs> oh, but this is all that's left. This is, there's only one choice. Abort, abort. This is what you do. And I remember, and this is how dumb I was. I had yeah. a Mike's hard lemonade, oh, a small one in my hand and it was unopened. And I'm like, I'm just going to hop off of this skateboard, run as fast as I can, and just mellow out this run, you know? Boom! Dude, I stood one foot off that board, and I went Straight to your face. No, that hand that had the Mike's Hard Lemonade, it hit the ground first. So I punched the ground with my hand forward. The Mike's Hard Lemonade takes all the pressure. That can explodes on the ground Mike's Hard Lemonade shoots into the bottom of my eyelid and into the back of my eye. As I'm skidding on the ground, my elbows are taking nothing but road rash. My knees are hitting. I tumble. I roll. I do this. Fucking 50 people come over. They're like, lay down. We're going to call an ambulance. Somebody's you need medical yeah. care. Yeah, get his neck. Someone needs C-spine. And like a tweaker, I look around. I grab my skateboard. I scamper off into the woods. I'm like, I'm fine. And I run off. And oh I remember God. like passing out in the woods. Holy shit. And then at the time, the girl I was dating and my buddy, they come find me. And they're like, are you okay? And I just remember them talking, and all I hear is, wow, wow, wow. But it was like, yeah, that, it, add that that's just one of many stories. Yeah, yeah. she did. Being the, conscious, young, the conscious bail. I have not thought oh, about yeah. that in a long time. When, oh. you, when you know you're out of control, oh, you're yeah. not going to save it. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, my God. Find grass. Find yeah. grass. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing left spot. is to just fucking let go. And, uh-huh. Yeah. Jesus, but that's, I think that's something that's like many, many men, many males, young males. I mean, if you really throughout your life, think about how many times you probably could have been close to death, yeah. but somehow you made it out. You're oh, fine. Yeah. You survived. And now we're here, but it's like, <laughs> oh God, I was an idiot. Oh, oh yeah. God. The conscious veil. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that is, that's like a rite of passage that every, every oh, yeah. boy oh, yeah. needs to go through. <laughs> oh man. And it's, you know what it is, is you, it's your ego. Your ego is like, oh, I can do this. But then you get into a point where you're like, we're fucked. This is out of my control and I need to ditch. And like that conscious bail is bailing on like what your ego, your thought process, what you think you can handle. And it's like, I am out of my league. (laughs) I'm accepting serious bodily harm to avoid death. (laughs) Yes, exactly. 100%. You start looking at options narrowing very, very quickly, and you're like, come on. Oh, my God. God damn. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, the... uh, (laughs) I had... what's What's one of the bad wrecks? Well, I mean, as far as, like, parenting, like you just said, every boy needs that, like... My mom and dad were like, oh, well, he's he's finding his limitations, you know? <laughs> that, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was their deal, and it was like, right. let, him, let him figure that's it exactly out. That's exactly what it is, though. You know? Uh, well, uh, 100%. Because if, like, you, if you nerf all the edges when your kid, like, 
So we let our boys roughhouse, and they break a bunch of shit, and they tear up our house, and it drives us nuts. But the flip side of that is if they don't realize they can get hurt at a young age when they're not strong enough to really hurt themselves, then at some point they're going to be 17, and they're going to be big, athletic, strong motherfuckers, and they're going to have no concept of, oh, this, this could this could hurt me. So, no. you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't, no, no, no. Don't jump off the roof of the house because when I was five, I jumped off the back of the couch and it fucking hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you got you to gotta figure it out. I mean, we grew up when Jackass was big, too. Oh God, so yeah. it was like we had a tape recorder and uh, yeah. just shenanigans were had. Yeah. Um, and it was like, okay, this is going to hurt really bad. Let's film it. You know? strap on our dick. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, everybody's getting leg hair. We're going to wax each other with duct tape. Oh. You know, like, ah. You know, or, uh, you know, I had a buddy snorting pixie sticks and, like, uh, jumping off balconies into trees and just Dumb shit. stupid yeah. shit. Ding dong ditching every house. How did, how did the Jackass house. fucking franchise never get sued? Or maybe they did. They must they, No, because I think they had the disclaimer that was yeah. like, do not. All you need is red letters saying. Does that really, do I mean, yeah. does that really work? It, said, it yeah. said, it said, don't send anything in. We don't look at any of the submission tapes. Like, yeah. squint, oh, you know trying, they like, do. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's oh, like, yeah. That's, probably, would, that's probably some of the best uh, stuff they got. Crack a like, beer, fire a joint up, and yeah, just, just watch so, all Look at these fucking crazy <laughs> bastards. You know what I mean? I mean, I know we were doing some. Some outlandish shit, but there was probably people doing way crazier stuff. Do you remember how Knoxville got his start? Mm-mm. No. So Jack. It, so it wasn't Jackass. No. Oh. So there was. I'm trying to CKY and yeah, all CKY that. videos. But then I think Knoxville got his start separately from CKY because he did. I got it. I don't think it was for Rolling Stone. Some reason I want to say there's something affiliated with it. But he wrote an article, and it was like he went out into the desert, and he tested all these different, like, weapons on himself. So he maced himself. He tased himself. He did all this. But he's like, I want to get shot with a gun. Oh. And so he bought, like, a full bulletproof vest. Oh, with a vest. And he wanted someone to shoot him. And they're like legally, no one's like, I'm not going to shoot you. If you die, I'm going to get pinned for murder. And so he made a video of himself wearing a bulletproof vest and he's out in the desert and he takes out like a 357 and boom, right in the chest. And it knocks him over and stuff. And they're like, let's get in the car, get the fuck out of here. But that's the video that put him on. And it might have been Big Brother, which was. Owned by Larry Flint. I feel like we need to say a disclaimer right now. Please don't go goddamn do that. No. (laughs) I mean, so many other people. You will not become a celebrity. (laughs) But that's, I mean, that crew in that time space was, like, pushing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that was even before they were famous. There was people that were like, I'm going to do something so extreme to become. Well, there was a a dude on YouTube that did that. And he was like, he, he put a bulletproof vest on and he was like, these are great i i believe in this so there there was an armor company back in the early 2000s so when i contracted you could show up in baghdad and get issued equipment but a lot of times it was shitty and you didn't really you really had no even though like a chinese ak or something no um like your personal equipment your armor your Mm. your 
gear, even though the agency had money, they didn't really like the people buying the equipment were just fucking bean counters in DC. So it was like, Oh, here's a soft vest. Like a police officer would wear. And, uh, we got a good deal on these bulk uh, chest rigs from Blackhawk. So this is what we got. And then you'd have like a random mix up of just weird shit. And like, like you'd be, get issued a tough box and it would have like a cheap folding knife, like a, a police style body armor, a chest rig, maybe like a flashlight. And so it's just, I mean, it's just all random weird shit. And, yeah coming from a soft background everybody's very particular about their kit so it's like all right you just need to cough up the dough and buy your own set of body armor and have all your own shit that you travel with and uh one of the brand i think it was called second chance i could be wrong but their thing was the owner would like drive around or travel around the country and do these demonstrations where he'd, he'd literally put on one of his vests and have somebody shoot him it's like <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you good shot, son? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, Don't worry about that little guy. Yeah. Have you ever been close to getting shot? Like, I you hear the so, snap next to you or stuff? Yeah, but that was less, more the like the rounds hitting the cars, the armored vehicles. Yeah. And it, it sounds... Probably 55 grand bullshit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it sounds like a rock strike on your Yeah, windshield. yeah, yeah. But right. I mean, like when you're out in the open and you, you know, you're like, ooh, I'm kind of vulnerable in this situation. No, no, no. Never got caught in the open. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank Seriously. God. I agree. Yeah, that's, uh, you hear about people getting shot and like the, the, I guess it's kind of like got to be that moment of like the conscious bail you know you, you're like holy shit yeah. like yeah, i just yeah, got yeah, hit yeah, like holy sh- yeah there's gotta oh, be a, what, well go 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 just go. like after a bad bike wreck or whatever you're like or uh you know lapin's story about his thumb where he thought he'd blown his thumb off were you there for that uh, and he's like he's like oh fuck he's like i don't want to look at it i don't want to look at it and then Finally, it's like you get to the point where you're like, I need to look at this and yeah. assess it. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, I think yeah, it would yeah. be like, where you're like, yeah. fuck, let's just pretend this isn't happening. Don't look at it. Keep going. Don't like, and at some point, you're like, God damn it. Out I of need, mind, I need, out of sight. I need to look at this yeah. and assess it and start dealing with this. But that, that's what I would imagine it's like. How'd he get his thumb blown off? He didn't. He thought, so he was used to shooting a 16 inch barreled rifle, and he went to a range and borrowed a friend's 10 inch barreled rifle. And he put his put thumb his out thumb too far, out. and it had a gas break, like a oh. uh, competition muzzle break. Yeah. So he had his thumb right above the gas ports on top oh. of the, and so it, I think he said the gas actually oh, went, went through, penetrated, yeah. like yeah. went straight through his Chewed thumb, blew out the top, um, but just made a little pinhole. Yeah. It just hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah. But no, like, long-lasting damage. So he, he said when it happened, he's like, holy shit, I just shot my thumb off. So he tucked it away and, like... That's the other thing. Like when you get injured, you immediately, you know, you pull your arm in or you oh, whatever. To your core. Yeah. He's, he's like, pressure. so he like he pulled his arm in and tucked his thumb inside his fist and just kind of walked off the firing line. Was like, God damn it, I can't fucking believe I just did that. And it took him, you know, a minute or two to finally be like, okay, I need to look at this and see what we're dealing with. And you know, that's that moment where you're like, okay, let's just, uh, oh, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, right. Hurt like a son of a bitch though. Yeah, yeah. I had this a similar thing where I thought I. uh Blew up one of my testicles. Oh, in football, was that was that the one that eventually? Uh... Yeah, they they eventually took it. <laughs> yeah, they got to it. But in in football, I got hit so hard. Yeah, uh, I got need. I was a 
I was a linebacker and the defensive end, we came around both sides and were just full sprint trying to sack this quarterback. And the quarterback did a three-step drop, and then he took like a step and a half forward. And before we could both turn, I started turning and kind of opened up my crotch. <laughs> and like as I'm turning to like, you know, make a tackle, the other end was doing the same thing, but he yeah. threw his knee up and just – and a full oh. spread just need me in the nuts. <sighs> dropped. Dropped like a sack of potatoes, right? And I'm just How like, come when you get hit in the nuts, you want to <clears> puke? <throat> what is that? What is I, that sensation? There must be some nerve connection. I was just, I, I didn't feel but like I was going to puke. why are your balls and your tummy connected? Yeah, I didn't I feel it. <laughs> it's all connected. There's some Chinese Maybe that's why I, when I eat good food, I get the, a boner. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Especially egg rolls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um But uh Yeah, so I, I I was like, holy crap, this is I'm bleeding. What grade was this? Ninth grade. Okay. I'm like, I'm bleeding. This is because I just felt it was just blood rushing. Like <laughs> everything just I was like, oh my god, I'm uh. I'm about to bleed out. This is a problem. Uh. Oh my god. And I just felt like Blood was rushing to the area, and it fucking was. Uh, and the, I get up, and I'm just like, oh, and I, I just start moving at a, like a slow, like not a jog, not a walk. Like Lumbering. I'm trying to like get off the fucking field, and the coach is like waving me back. He's like, get back out there, get go, go, stop, stay, stay, stay. And I just shake in my head, eat shit, and I look up in the stands, and I'm like, mom. Mom, Mom, you get need the to get, car. I, <laughs> <laughs> get the car. <laughs> straight to the porta potty, dude. I was like, I, Mom, you got to check this out. I, we're, we're done. We're done. We're done. And I, I get, I get to the porta potty, and I look, and by the time I got from the fifty yard line to the porta potty at the end of the track, there was a grapefruit. Oh my god. Oh. And it was just like devastation. Oh my I God. was like, holy, just black and blue. And I was like, oh, uh, I'm done. Like, I am in so much pain. And the, man, I'm sweating just thinking about it. That was rough. Jesus. And, is that uh, the same one that eventually got removed? It is, yeah. I wonder and if that it, had something to do with it. It very well could have. Okay. It very well could have been. Like, I mean, that was. He knocked the cancer into your nuts. <laughs> yeah. He, he, fucking, he put cancer in my nuts with that yeah. fucking oh, knee, dude. That's a tough one, dude. Oh, it was gnarly. When I was a first-year apprentice, you know the little leaders on a fish tape? The the gold, copper, that little oh, yeah, springy. Yeah. And it, I don't know how to describe this to you guys who aren't electricians. but the A tight slinky. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's the leader on a fish tape. It's eight inches long, and it's like a spring that's kind of compressed really tightly. And when you're winding up the fish tape, that thing's flopping around out on the end. And as I was winding up this fish tape, my journeyman goes, hey, watch out for that thing. Sometimes they swing back and get you right in the, and right as he said that, it got me right on the head of the dick. <laughs> and dude, just, just like I dropped when that fucking uh, bowstring hit my forearm, same thing. Like I was like, oh my God, I'm going to puke. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was like, uh, I think the head of my, my shit just got ruined. Like, I, and same thing. I, I, I headed to the port- exactly. I headed to the porta potty because I was like, I'm pretty sure it's bleeding, and it's probably like split open. Did yeah, you I mean. call your mom and have them start the car? <laughs> dude. I was like, emergency yeah. evacuation was needed, dude. But what was I? You know? Oh man. Did you Did you go to the ER? 
<laughs> no, we, they, they're just like, well. Put some ice on it, kid. Pretty much. Yeah, uh, get back in there. Oh, you played still? Fuck no. Oh, okay. No, I I I don't remember much after that. <laughs> I might have blacked out. Blacked you know? It was oh, the worst man. part of my child. Who, who knows? They probably said, no, you started it. You're going to finish it. Like, oh my god! The oh, game? Shit. Seriously? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Ugh. Yeah. Or, or you ever climb a fence and just barely graze one of your nuts, and that no. just—that's enough to just go. Oh my god! Oh. Just because it, it doesn't take everything. It's just down a little stair railings like, when you were a kid. You ever see the, kids yeah, and you're like, you watch the them slide down? That, and you're like, how do you do that? But but I used to do it too when I was five. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Maybe yeah. because they're just so fucking small and peeish. You know, I think it's just not developed yet. Yeah, you don't yeah. Have the, uh, you know what I mean? It's but there, like, as but a kid, do you still get hit in the nuts? And you're like, oh, I don't I think, think you I do think it was a. Well, I remember doing that, but it was like, oh, you hit me in the nuts. Like, maybe this is this is what I'm supposed to act like, right? Like, uh, like. Yeah. But I think it's it maybe it's still sensitive. Actually, I think I, I got in trouble in second or third grade for kicking a kid in the nuts because it put him down pretty hard. <laughs> Drop that ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Eric. Yeah. Oh, boom. <laughs> and red is the best color. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, man. Snack packs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Banana is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Should we, uh, we should either take a pee break or call it a short episode. I'll put it out to the group because it has been a Let's weird. Let's take a quick pee break. And then we'll come back and tell you if this is over or if <laughs> yeah. it's continuing for a little bit. Longer. I like it. So fuck Greta Thunberg. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good lead in. All right, Mike. Did you want to take this one away? No. Well, maybe. So <laughs> we're just talking about Greta Thunberg. I think we're in it for another hour. And what it means to be a spokesperson. And I was just saying that. Like, there's no children doctors really working on the medical f- lines. Like, I, no, have you ever met a person that's gone to the ER and they're like, dude, this 14-year-old gave me a <laughs> wicked stitching. She yeah. put in her initials. Yeah. It's awesome. Right? And there's no 14-year-old scientist. No. And so for a child to be telling everyone what's right or what's wrong or just... It it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And like I said, you know, I'm sure like it puppet. started just because she was at some event or whatever, probably with her high school or I guess at that point grade school class or parents or whatever, and someone saw her and was like, oh, look, this will make a great photo. Yeah. And then somehow, you know, that gains traction. People like the photo, and then they think, you know what, let's make her our spokesperson. And then they take, like, a middle school-aged kid. Well, so, so she's, and 20, they sort of create she's 20 years old now. Okay. But still, I think they started this when she was like middle school. Age. Yeah, she was. Yeah. So they're they're sort of like that's the age when your your self esteem is the lowest, and you're sort of trying to figure out who the fuck you are, and so now here are all these people sort of telling you who you, oh you're now the face of climate activism, and this this is what you think these are the things you're going to say, and it makes me think that. I bet in later life she is extremely unhappy because I don't think this is actually her. I no. think I think this is an identity yeah. that was created for her, and she hasn't had the chance to figure out who she is. 
Well, it's hard when people are saying you're doing the right thing. When someone yeah, oh, yeah, says you're, this you're getting is good, positive reinforcement for being what they want you to be. Yeah, it's yeah. going to make you follow a trajectory. And especially or a at path. that young sort it's, of it's uh, the same Hollywood age. actor, child yeah. actor. Yeah, that's exactly. it's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, what yeah. she's going through. Exactly, 100%. it's a story yeah. that's yeah been told a million times. Look at Britney Spears. So I, yeah. yeah, I bet the end of her, like the latter half of her life, is just fucked up. Or maybe just she changes the world. <laughs> yeah, or maybe we all stop eating beef because yeah. she said to stop. No. But she's Fuck that, fucking dude. sixteen, so shut That's the fuck up. That's a weird out. one. Why is why is like Greenland and like all these Nordic countries killing cows so much? I you want okay? You want to put on tinfoil hats? The my hats on. Let's I think go. I think that is a part of the globalist agenda to bring everybody under a little bit of control. But why are they doing it more so than I think they want areas? manufactured food? And they, well, you got to start somewhere. So I, I don't know why you would pick but, one okay. place over the okay, other. Okay, let me let me ask you this because we're talking about that. I don't know enough about the. I, aren't we trying to buy fucking Greenland or some shit like that? Isn't there? No, I like, think Trump made a joke about it. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. Is there no. something recent? Yeah, didn't no, he say no. that joke? He's like, yeah, I'll buy Greenland and I'll put a gold Trump sign yeah, on it. Or like that, yeah. yeah, there's a yeah. joke like that. It's not a joke. <laughs> right. I promise you that. Well, elaborate. I, I well I just I think that that's I think that that's what's going to end up happening. I think that they're trying to acquire by Greenland. Yes, this is the globalist agenda. I to mean, by Greenland. I'll hear. Hey, 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 hey. I'll oh, say this. You know, just, just twenty thirty. I'll say this about Greenland. It's like you look at this war in Russia in Ukraine, and it's like uh, the one thing I think you'll feel the most out of this war before you're. Besides your tax dollars going into it, but so much of fertilizer and grains and things like that come from the Russia-Ukraine area. Yeah. And if you look at that area Isn't from... is Ukraine called the breadbasket of Western y- yes, Europe? Yes. Yep, yeah. Yep. Okay. And if you look at that area too, like a lot of Russia and those areas, like you want to go back into our Graham Hancock, our younger Dryas, like... These areas that had major glacial deposits are a hub for growing foods and vegetables because there's so much glacial deposit of silt, of car, of compressed weight, of minerals, of dirt, of organic stuff being broken down with weight and time on top of it. And a Greenland area, as it gets warmer... And you have huge areas that has glacial recession. These are areas for tremendous growth. Mm-hmm. And it, as the world heats, places like Canada, the Pacific Northwest, higher, is it latitude or longitude? As you latitude. Go? Latitude. I knew that. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it makes for amazing growing conditions. So a place like a Greenland. So you're saying the receding but there's ice also caps are what's causing new new agricultural opportunities yes there's absolutely but there's also other resources there yeah so what one of my sort of fun little pet thoughts is to ponder if when did the ice age start it was it two three four million i mean it's several million so before this week so right now we're in the holocene and then we had the younger dryas and then before younger dryas the pleistocene 
Yep. Pleistocene and well, before well, and well, Pleistocene when did the ice... was two point or three point seven million years. I was gonna ago. say I think it's been a few million years since yeah. theoretically but, I mean, or supposedly the world was there were no ice caps. And yeah, then, if you look at dinosaurs, age, it was extremely yeah, hot. Par- like was, the paradise times. Yeah. And so then you have the ice age starts a couple million years ago up until roughly 12,800 years ago. But the ice over Antarctica, which is landmass, has been there for millions of years, right? Since the ice age began. Yeah, but there's what, so no... I, it's, but, hang on. Uh, I, just the thought I like to have yeah, keep is going. what's under the ice in Antarctica. If that ice cap were to thaw and completely melt out, would we find a civilization? Would we find the fossils of some wild-ass fucking creatures? So, one, they found tropical plants and stuff there. There's geological they haven't, life. They haven't got under the ice cap. You know what I mean? There's there's solid land underneath a couple miles of no, ice. No, but, uh, but also, okay, so is Antarctica in the same place it is right now as it was a couple million years ago? I you have know. to think You're thinking of like Pangea. Pangea crustal displacement as the shelves move and push. I, either way, if that because ice has, if are, that ice has been there for that long, I'm very curious what is frozen underneath it. But there are trop they have found evidence of stuff. There are plants in Antarctica. They found remnants. Yeah. They found leftovers. So if, and if they're, plants they're, could they're, grow, but not, what else could grow? But they're not like a cold pine needle. When you have broad leaves, open leaves, yeah. that's usually tropical Temperate, yeah. area. And that's the type of stuff they found. I know, but doesn't that make you curious? Like, what kind of animals were running around there? Like, what creatures? It makes me curious if the temperature was that there or if Antarctica was somewhere else and it had a different population, a different animal species. If it had all these animals that were in, say, the Pacific, and it was still in the current location of Antarctica, that's amazing. Yeah. Right? But if... I, it, I think either way, whatever is frozen under that ice, I'm, it's sort of fascinating. Like, what, what unknown thing could be there, right? What if, what if, there is, what if you did find dwellings? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, now we're going back how many million years? Or what if, what if you found but one what of these, would like, be uh, Gobekli Tepe type, just frozen under the ice cap? But this, yeah, what would be left after that? Wouldn't even the weight of the ice cap crush? I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I think about. Like, what would you find? Yeah, who knows? What would be the best? Would it be human or bone remains? Or would it be actual tools or archaeological type discoveries? Yeah. Because then you could be like, oh, this is an advancement, you know? And everyone wants to... I found a fucking laser gun, dude. (laughs) Yeah, but everyone (laughs) wants to think, like, science is linear. Do you think it was easier, and I'm sorry, derailing the conversation here a little bit, but do you think it was easier to be um, on the verge of discovery back in, like, the 1800s? Than it is now, because I always think like you're man, talking about like physical discovery, like a fur trapper yeah, like, pushing out. Into yeah, the yeah, just going out into the uh, unknown, like lands or that are unknown, or you're you're in the Amazon. I think it would be meeting, incredible meeting tribe. Oh, it'd be the greatest, right? Yeah. So you think about that. I it's think like, it'd be horrible. Really, I've been. Th- this is actually a really good question that I've been thinking about. Okay, 
Because I think about the people that change the world, change our lives, change everything around us. Hold on, before before you go down yeah, that, let me good. finish the thought real you're quick. Because like, um, there's there's that versus now, right? Because I I look at like what what we have done um, in the past, 1700s or whatever, or 16, whenever whenever people were landing on on this continent and moving forward and exploring and like 14. being an explorers of four, yeah. you said 1400s, 1492. <clears throat> so for, like 1492. So, America, yeah. you know, moving in and like discovering these new lands and like these far off places that nobody knows about except the tribes that are there kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and now we're talking about <clears throat> Antarctica. Yeah. Do you think it was easier for those people to discover new stuff back then or now? Like, I feel like you have to be part of this, like, you have to go all this crazy schooling and all this other stuff. And, like, I want to go to Antarctica, but it's not as simple as just me going to Antarctica. Yeah. Before, it was like, could you just sign up to be part of the crew to go to, you know... The new, the Americas, we're going to go try and find spices. Let's oh, go. Like yeah, you want to enlist mean, on a ship to be a sailor? You, you know what I mean? Like like to to go oh, discover things. Like It was easier to get there, yes, but to really explore something. What does exploring mean? Exploring means taking soil samples, means core samples, drilling. That's what it means Cat, now, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. But, at, but at be, even before then, then, it was like, it wasn't necessarily... We're going to go get there and we're going to go do science and test the dirt. It was like, we're going to get there yeah, we're, we're going to track this river observe. up as far as we can and hope we find yeah. some beaver. We're, we are going to use our eyes and we're going to observe. We don't yeah. need technical tools or anything like that. We will simply... They also weren't expressly... They were there for down. the purpose of exploring. They were there for the purpose of profit and finding... Yeah, but know, I mean, to get there... Hey, that's what they're there for now. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, well, yeah. But I mean, to get there, like, say just like a guy like you or me. If we wanted to go to Antarctica, I mean, maybe it would be easier back in the day if there if we're just like, hey, you need a crew. I want to join. I I can tie ropes. I know knots. I know basic sailing. I can cook. Let's go to Antarctica. And they're like, we're putting together a crew. Now maybe like if you want to go to Antarctica, really, you're not allowed to. Well. You are for, I know people uh, that have gone there for science you, purpose. You can go work at like McMurdo. You can work um, at research stations. But you cannot go past, is it, I think it's the 60th uh, parallel. I, I have no clue about yeah. it. That's what I, I mean. I like, am, I, if, I, if I was to say, hey, oh, hey guys. Mike, there are, if you haven't gone down, if you want to go down some fun conspiracy theory rabbit holes, Antarctica is your jam. I like Antarctica. I know a lot about Antarctica due to geology and past history and kind of talking about the plants but i know nothing of like rules and regulations oh, for what happens like yeah. to try and go there currently you're, you're or not anything. Allowed. yeah well i mean obviously you need specialized equipment and i'm not like a deep conspiracy theorist so i barely know the surface level just enough to know that it's interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. um you gotta dip your toe in the water yeah, they yeah. always say you gotta so know what there is there is about. an international treaty down there and all the countries that are currently at odds with each other, like between Russia and Ukraine and then all the BRICS and whatnot, BRICS versus NATO, um, they're all signers of this treaty. And they all cooperate down in Antarctica. And nobody's allowed down there. 
and it's all it's just a little like do you think it's a place, treaty like uh supposedly it's stations. for research but yeah, then but, there's the whole operation uh but do you think it's a treaty like the nuclear arms deal like um if one launches everyone launches like if someone starts building in antarctica then every country can start Dude, to claim there's and so fight. many theories so there's have you heard the ice wall theory yeah, 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 yeah. Where the globe, like the globe, is actually bigger than what we see on a map, and there's there's a part of. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows, right? I mean, it's just fun shit to look at. Look at these uh, alternate maps because looking at maps is cool anyway. Well, that's something but I do believe. There's when old you think maps. about it, like it is possible. All our information is pretty tightly controlled. But there are old maps. You yes. nailed it there yeah. of uh, uh, Antarctica. There it's are like back to very the 1300s, accurate, like very accurate old maps yes. that existed of it. Yeah. Just the way I find that it's interesting to have like plants of a tropical climate I in think, a southern I hemisphere. I think there was a civilization so, yeah. before, like, I mean, millions of years before what we think of as the first was it Sumerians. See, but then or, aren't we run into a problem with millions of years is anatomically we're not fitting that model. I think we fit the model of 500,000 years ago to 300,000 years ago. But even going back 500,000 years ago, when we split from apes, it was 7 million years ago. So you have on, to on. have iterations There's, of Homo habilis, of all these different type of... You're a Homo habilis. <laughs> I'm the biggest <laughs> Homo habilis, you know. Uh, but you have to have iterations of man that finally get to yeah, what we are. We have a missing link that no one's ever yeah. been able to... Do. Like, if we found all these other remains but where's, you're where's where's this how come there's a big split but you're talking about a geo like what do you call it the uh, the exact words alluded the homo, homotope or something like that. no 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 like the geological record like if something's in the past, you need an archaeological record. You need to, f to say a T-Rex exists, you have to find yeah. bones of yeah. a T-Rex. So where's the fucking right? missing link? So we're talking about things like Antarctica and these things of hunt, like 10,000 years ago. And finding remains is, of them is so hard. So to find something that existed but in we've, our we've past. We've literally found all these other species that they're. We're finding, they're, but we yeah. have not found. To go from the missing link of 7,000 well, million we, hang on. years ago. So hang on. If, if we found two ends and we're saying, okay, now because we found these two things, we know what the middle is, but we haven't found evidence of it. Now are we just trying to find evidence to fit the theory? Like, oh, look, oh, look, we found something else. No, so we you can have kind of to, shoehorn in there. You have to find the evidence that makes the theory happen. I know. So we're And we have a missing link, which means the theory is yeah. missing a link, which is a kind of a, a big deal. Yeah, until it's a link. It. But that's also... Yeah, but how do you, you... You're saying until we find it, like, but you know it's But here's the there. thing, though, you have to think about with humans... We know like there's a gap. ...becoming humans, is that not only is it that, but it's in populations or specific areas of the Earth. Like, Neanderthals exist because of the Neanderthal Valley of Germany. You don't find you, Neanderthals. You, I know it's proper in, to say it as a T. Can you just oh, pronounce it as a TH? Because please? I'm proper and I have a great cunning. I hate people who say Neanderthal. Neanderthal. God damn it. <laughs> I understand that I'm mispronouncing it when I say Neanderthal, and that's why I fucking say it. I also say salsa. 
<laughs> my wife but, said, my, Jen adds a T. Yeah. Salt, Hawaii. So. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Hawaii. <laughs> Pakistan. But, Shut uh, the fuck up. Human beings are like, we're specific to our location, you know? And that's a problem with the archaeological record as well is that you need the right conditions for that right area. And sometimes, like you look at what they say we evolved from apes, is from tree-dwelling to grassland and savanna-type uh, movement due to climate change. Well, you're not going to get a lot of mudslides, and you're not going to get a lot of things that provide the area for animals to get trapped and preserved, like a La Brea tar pits or somewhere an old ocean valley that dries and you get the archaeological record. I feel like that's a long story to say no, that, we're missing a fucking link. Well, yeah. I mean, there's I, no explanation. I, I, no, I, I get I get what you're saying with that because, yeah, if it's a big desert that's flat and there's nothing to trap, then and especially there you go. Yeah, everything's going to mummify if, and get eaten. If ever there was a out. reason to explore alternate ways it would be the fact that the theory is missing a gap. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That should lead, like, rather than everybody jump on board and go like, there's a big hole in our story, but we're all going with it. Everybody, it would be nice if they said, okay, this is our best guess right now. However, we've got a big problem. But with careers it, are need, based on it. Exactly. So people's, yeah. people's whole life is, is based on their, this, this theory. And that it, when that theory takes off, they lean into it like it's, their life depends on it because guess what? Their life fucking depends on it. You know, their livelihood, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes Isn't sense. Isn't it that kind they, of crazy though? Like as much as I want to talk about science and like having facts and proven, I, I was listening to Rogan the other day and he was talking about Terrence McKenna and it, it is a great point, but it's oh, like, yes, I, I'm, I listened to that today. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I have not. And, Th- that guy goes He's into about time the Big Bang and intelligent theory, right? design yeah. so much. And I yes. think that plays into these books I kind of like, or want you guys to read, or we are reading. But so much of science is based off of precise measurement yeah. and actually trying to record accurate detail. Right. right? That, that has been witnessed. That has been witnessed. But then you want to base all this stuff on these precise events and through measurement that's what you call science and you define the world but then the world exists because of something that created everything out of nothing that we can't prove called a miracle a miracle yeah. but we're science based yeah. but we live off a miracle yeah so mike gave you the long version what he's saying is that the terence mckenna quote was like if if physicists believe that everything is quantifiable and like they'll tell you that if it's not quantifiable or measurable, it, it's not real. But then the, everything started with a miracle. I think we killed so, Jordan. Yeah. The, no, you, I mean I'm supposed, just, I'm yeah. just <laughs> they, they sort of contradict themselves. Like first there was a miracle, then everything made sense after that. Yeah, but that's because there's a number that we cannot right. understand. No, yes. but the fact that well, you can yeah. reproduce something is like to me. I'm not a I, I don't have any religious claim or anything. I don't even know what God is or how you could describe it. Do I think What do you think about the notion that the universe itself is conscious? Yeah, well, but yeah. no, not only the, conscious, but like 
you can reproduce something. If at this atmospheric level, I take water, right, and I heat it to a certain temperature, it will constantly boil. But, and I can reproduce that. But then I change, say, I go to a height like An Denver, elevation, yeah. You know, and it doesn't boil. But then I take it to another temperature. So it's weird that there are rules in this life that we exist and we and that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. But it's like you can do it over and over and it's like what is that? That's saying that there's some type of order. And this mm-hmm. is what Einstein struggled with he said god doesn't roll dice and it sounds like just a simple statement but the fact that there's order that can be reproduced over and over is like you're hitting at a bigger well the guy who was on rogan just a couple days ago did a really good job of explaining some of this where it's like your dna is like someone wrote a very complicated high level uh like computer code and so it's hard to deny, or, I mean, there's all these different cases, but the, the case for intelligent design is like, well, this is, it's very clearly encoded. Like, we call it encoded in your DNA. Mm-hmm. And the, the complication involved in arranging all that is so extreme that it's, 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 it's unlikely for it to happen at random. See, but here, I will argue against okay. that. Yeah. Because you look at what the Human Genome Project was started in the 90s. You know an ear of corn has more genome structures than you do. You're simpler than an ear oh, of corn, I know that technically. We're, and we're 97% related to, like, all mammals, I think. Or we share 97% yeah, 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 of our DNA yeah, yeah. with features. all mammals or something. You're, yeah. you're closer to a chimpanzee than an African elephant is to an Indian elephant, than a red-breasted finch is to a yellow-breasted finch. You're a finch. homotrobic. Yeah, you're a fucking red-breasted finch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But those things, those that make you so close like that, it, it's not... I don't think it's the genome because, like it's, uh, I said, uh, it, genetically, an ear of corn is more complex than we are. There's something that is the question. But what the com- is the, the human- complexity? The complexity is the part that leads to the idea of intelligent design. Yes, that there's order that well, you I mean, could reproduce. If you right, took yeah. that genetic structure and, that it, and put it in a yes, cell and cloned it, the, the every repetition. fucking single time, you will get that same thing. Now, you could have variants due to genetic decay or elements or improper right, right, right. cell hosts. Hang on. The, the fact that it is constantly repeating almost bears more kind of credit to the idea that it was designed intentionally. There's, there's paths you have to travel. It will constantly happen that way. Yeah. It, there, it's not intelligent design. It's if you put A and B together, you get C. Right. Every time with that. No matter what. Right. But someone or something or some ran, like randomness just created this co- complicated no, code? No, 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 no. But I'm saying so if you took that code of one person, if we took Tobin yeah. and we got your genetic code and we put it in a cell. Every time we did it, we, we, we tried to clone you. We made Tobin. You get eight inches of dong. And we get Tobin. <laughs> and we get Tobin. No less and no more of dong, but constantly you get it. The what does that say? Dong. 
There, no, but there is a formula, no matter what, that if you do this, you get that result. But it's not a simple form. It's not like two elements. No, but what does that mean? It's a very complicated repetition. But it means if every time you do it, it means that written into our cosmos, into our living, into our structure. Well, until you change elevation, right? But it just means there's... Yeah, but that's even so. You change elevation, but that means that <laughs> this is written into our world. This is it. This yeah, is part well, of it. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's the beauty of, that's why scientists are scientists, right? That Because they're like, we are trying to figure this out. We want to know the order of things. Are they anymore? Are they all, is science become <clears throat> dogmatic? No, science is arguing with God is what science well, is but really has it become. become dogmatic? Yes. Yes, I think it has. Mm. I think I think I think there's I think there's a I think there are still a limited number of people that are it's the ego and science that's become but a lot of people have just ascribed to whatever their professor tells like we've we've created a system I think with standard you want to know why because some people want to just have faith in their professor yeah some people want to find what but wasn't wasn't the god like thing to believe in whether it's science or god so yeah, they'll right. they'll right. they'll take, take right. that, that as scripture their preacher. and I yeah. uh, this is what we know now and that is what it yeah, is you're right. and then guess what when we discover a little bit else they're like ah, I don't know shit. about that and then all of a sudden you're gonna wow. turn off this that's no that dude that that's actually a very profound for a guy with one ball yeah um, but that's, that's that's a really profound way of thinking of of. Like science really has become like a parallel thing to religion, where people just they're all in on it, and how dare you question it? Well, and there's different sects of it, or like you know, we're gonna go off this way, so we're gonna really think about this, and whoa, you're wrong. We're gonna go off this way, and we're gonna battle back and forth. Yeah, 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 the same stuff. But that's what it's always been like. That was Galileo in the church. Like he invented the telescope, and the church is like, "No, this is yeah, like blasphemy." The yeah, you know, him, right? because it's he's saying, "I think this is a different way." And a group that wants to control everyone says, "No, this is the correct way." Science and God are the two same things, but someone is trying to intersect and say, "This is yeah. right" or "This is wrong." Yeah, but that's yeah, it's it's all the same, right? But. I think when when you look at what what science is trying to do is discover the order of the world. Yeah. And be able to look at it and go, okay, we can we can quantify what is happening and how things happen and what all this is. And we don't want to leave it up to this guy made a miracle happen and that's why we're here. Somehow this miracle happened. Yeah, but and even in here those we are. I think when you say miracle, you say tiny, minute chance of ever replicating itself. So that's why everybody says miracle. Yeah, a miracle isn't because it's impossible. A miracle is because it's a really small chance. Winning the lottery is a miracle. Why? Because it's such a fucking small chance. Like, it's going to change your life. It's going to change everybody around you. You know, all those different things. Like, but... I don't want to be a dick, but isn't a miracle technically an act of God? That's what I'm trying to say, right? Oh, okay. But that's, I think that's when people go miracle. I'm talking, like, the scientific stuff, right? When you think miracle, you think 
these things. It's like it's such a small chance. Yeah. Well, I, no, I don't think of it as a small chance. I think about it as divine intervention. What is that? But that's order. Just the way you said, what is science? Well, so, it's so all these small, small probability can just be randomness. Okay. Eventually, your number comes up. Yeah. Divine intervention is an actual act of a deity. So something puts... I don't think God plays the lottery for somebody. Like, gives them a winning lottery. Certainly I th- not. I think it's, I think it's an act of randomness. I, I, think, I think it is. And, that, and, well, and that's part of the, the, the thing where people are like, oh, well, there's... Uh, you got to... Wouldn't divine intervention be every time at sea level I heat water to 212 degrees, it boils constantly? That's, I think that's intelligent design. But what's the, same, what's the difference between something designing something and interventing? You're still the creator. Well, well, whether You're you still believe manufacturing. Like, whether you believe in like a god or the Big Bang and pure science, the rules of the universe were still established. Right. Whether so, a creator exactly. established them or they randomly yeah. were or formed they in the Big Bang, they are, they they are, are still the rules. Yeah. Could they the, randomly be physics? Physics out? are physics, and I think people who are into science enjoy the fact that there are absolutes. Yes, and those absolutes are what people look to, and that's I think why science is looking for absolutes. And then you look at people who are doing religious things, and like there are no absolutes. Yeah, because guess what? Yeah, sometimes motherfuckers walk on water. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and and they tell stories of these like crazy things that are so far against those absolutes that are miracles, and that's that's kind of the the thing, right? Where I think that you have two groups of people, and I, some people want to relax and go, you know what? we're going to leave this up to God. We're going to leave this up to religion. We're going to leave this up to whatever they're going to, so they don't have to have a, they don't have to worry about things necessarily. Necessarily. And this is, you know, just my thought. And then there's other people that are like, the way I can relax is by knowing there's absolutes. And then I can work within those parameters. Yeah. I'm the latter. Yeah. So you have, you have those two different, like things where people are like, ah, leave it up to God, you know, pray and hope. And I hope it all works out. And guess what? It always does. Right. And then other people are like, well, I need to know exactly what this is. And it's just like, kind of like personality types. Do you guys think God, you can affect the way if there is a God or if the universe has impact on your life, like, do you think there's a way of living your life that affects it? Or, like, you, like, do you think God cares about who you are or the universe cares about who you are if you're being a nice Absolutely. person or not? Well, that's my nice question. A hundred percent. Do you think the universe is conscious? I, I, think, I think there are, and or, I think this goes into positive energy, right? If you want to go scientific, I think you, you have uh, a positive charge to you and there's an absolute... If you're a good person, good people want to be around you, a hundred percent. You will attract positive things if you put positive things in the world. That is just how the fucking world works. Period. Yeah. That is that is boiling water I, it's at also, sea level. That is, and you're you're saying it from the more spiritual emotional side of that, but on the physical side of it, that's quantum physics. 
you can actually, you can call positive intention. You could also describe it as um, like manifesting the future through quantum entanglement, right? I, could, I, I might be misrepresenting quantum entanglement, but like Schrodinger's cat, right? Until you look in the box, yeah. it's still alive or dead. Yeah. But what if you put some positive intention into it and say, you know what? When I open this box, the cat's going to be alive. But. And then do you then. You open up the box or, a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if it's like, so then it's like, if you can have an effect on things, then. Because it's been I mean, shown God that po- lets, positive intention has positive effect. But if this universe was created or there is intelligent design, then there's intelligent design to happen for civilians being killed in wars, for babies being shot in drive-bys, for all these horrific murders or just random shit. But what if these are flaws in the design? No, but what if the design doesn't care? What if the design is just to design to like an ant farm? Why does things have to have like white, like a cougar? Everyone is like, if a cougar kills a baby deer, everyone's like, oh, that's so sad to see on Instagram. No, it isn't. But then, like, that cougar feeds its baby cougars, and they get to live on. Why does design have to have a moral? Like, can death happen and exist? Can this shit exist? And it doesn't really matter. It's just, this is the basketball court. Life is basketball, play the game in here, but here's the court and everything can happen. The the parameters of I think I think the parameters of physics are great. When you start adding things like the spiritual, what's moral, or I mean, you know, you, I think that there are energies that people have and that is what we're doing here. Like, as far as, like, the spiritual, all this different stuff. And I think there's just negative and positive energy. That's it. And I think every action gives you positive or negative energy. At the at the base core level. This is a positive thing? Yeah. Not gay or, or this is a negative. Can no. negative things give you positive energy, then? Negative things can... My negative thing might give you positive something. Your negative thing might give me positive something. Well, hang on, yeah. and 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 not and not always. I think there's there's certain types of people that will group together, and then all of a sudden they're tight together, and yeah. our group has a negative thing that makes these people that group is all of a sudden a positive thing. So yeah. now we're we have this this for whatever reason we have come together and we feel the same about certain things, and we have these these positive thoughts. This gym, there's a very there's there's good stuff here. Everybody's here is positive. But there's another group that might go, fuck those guys. Yeah. And when something happens good for us, it pisses them off or whatever negative, yeah, 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 yeah. that feeling in their heart or, you know, whatever you want to call it is a little bit negative, you know? So I think that's where, like, we're having this, the you know, thing, like countries, Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know? So that's, I think there's, like... the. It, I think it's a negative and a positive, and we're in this universe with energies, and we're kind of having these these things happening, and it is net gain, net loss. Yeah. And whether that be uh, a drive-by baby get shot or, you know, whatever the hell, 
that you're talking about, one person was feeling pretty good about pulling a trigger and like, I'm going to, I got to, I have something inside of me that I have to get out and I'm getting it out. And like all of a sudden just drains of somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're right. But they're like, I just did what I needed to do. Oh man. But that transfer isn't positive or negative. It's just a transfer. Yeah, but that's what it is. It's so stealing energy. What, it's the energy I mean. going like, back and forth. If if yeah. we're the world all hanging doesn't out, care about that energy. If, here's the deal. If you're super happy, yeah. Tobin is meh, okay. and I come in Dang here man. and I'm fucking just <laughs> bumming. Yeah. You are not going to be super happy when you leave. I disagree. I think people. You're I think- you're going to be probably about the same, and I'll be a little bit happier. Yeah, if yeah. I have, if I came in here with negative energy, you came in here with positive, and you were somewhat in the middle. Not necessarily. I think we would average out Everyone between the three pull. of us, and yeah. we would find like this kind of like this feeling. And yeah. I think that's what happens. And I think yeah. that's the way right. the world's going. And yeah, I think like right. so we we all lump together, and there's a bunch of positive energy, and everybody's happy, and everybody's excited, and the. The more that happens, you were pulling more and more and more people in, and then all of a sudden, it, it starts to build and build and build and build. Yeah, and that's that. I, I also think people can kind of create their own energy, right? You know, if if you're down in the dumps or whatever, it, it's not always easy, but you can sort of build that back. Um, and I think that might be. But how do you do that? You go and find something positive to put yeah. your your yes. yeah, you're right, you're right, intentions into. And that Positive can be, or a radical change, just yeah. something to throw you off yeah. your like a big bang. Habit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as long as you put positive energy into that radical change, not like go develop a drinking habit and. Yeah. Well, but hey, you know what? Gutter. Sometimes uh, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go hard in the paint. So, well, I mean, that's the thing is like sometimes you got to you got to just make a change. Yeah. yeah. And that's sometimes I mean. sometimes yeah. you got to go fucking drink a little bit. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, I just experienced something that gave me some sort of some sort of energy, some sort of like, oh, maybe if you're smart about it, you can go. I went and did this. I met some people. They were talking about some interesting stuff. Uh we were hammer drunk when we were doing it, so our inhibitions were to the wind. But if I look back on it, I was excited about this. So now maybe we talked about fucking uh, water polo. And I, for whatever, something inside of me wants me to go do water polo. And so all of a sudden you go and do that. Are you in one of those swimsuits. Dude, those guys are hardcore. <laughs> those guys are yes, hardcore. Are. That's... <laughs> I bet they are, aren't they? <laughs> Hard. <laughs> the hardest. Core. It's the gayest thing I've heard today. Uh, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine? <laughs> you can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that's the well, show. Well, did we? F- <laughs> yeah, I think we figured it out right there. Uh, we found Jordan's intelligent design. Uh, no. I, I struggle with he, stuff. You made a water polo player. <laughs> yeah, no. Men's. Um, what? I should have said paragliding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> anyway, I and I I got derailed. I got derailed. I don't know where I was going. That's with all that, good. But yeah. you know, you know what? At least let's pat ourselves on the back. At least we think about what God could be. 
this world we live in. You know, these are kind of, I mean, fuck. Everyone wants to say, just love Jesus, love this, be a good person. But it's like, what does it mean to have a God? What, how does that create your life? Does it create a framework that you live in? Can you step outside of that and be your own entity? You know, these are good questions that, you know. That's, I think that's one of the things that, like, the, the positive and negative energies. I just, I, I, I really, it's hard for me not to, excuse me. Hard for me not to think about those things as like the positive and negatives, right? So yeah. you look at religion. You look at most all religions. There, every religion out there, they're not doing it because they think it's the wrong thing. Yeah. They're doing it because they think it's good. And at the core of it, they're going, "We want to promote this thing, and we want a positive thing from it." Oftentimes, negative shit comes from it because. There's only so much power. There's well, there's there is only so much negative and positive energy in the world, and it needs to have each other to work, right? And that's actually one of the laws of thermodynamics: is that they'll they'll I think it's the second law. They'll even each other. Like energy seeks to form a, a homogenous sort of. Yeah, whatever mixture. I thought second law was heat flows from I high to low. Yes, and but not the seek, seeking away. to homogenize. Yeah, yes. So but, pos- positive, negative, but it doesn't flow cabins. from. But the biggest thing of that is it doesn't flow from low to high. Right. Heat transfer is yeah. always the biggest thing of second law. But to, to his point, I get you. I yeah. get you. I'm a stickler. Yeah. Okay. So I'm an asshole. High to low. <laughs> Thanks, professor. Homogenies and stuff, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think that that is what we are experiencing here from all these things. So you look at religion, there's positive things in religion. And so there's a lot of people who go to church and it charges their battery. They are positive. Like, it just, it brings them up and it's good. And that's what we want. But then what we don't want is that negative stuff. But guess what? We have to have that negative stuff. Yeah, yeah we have to. The yeah, obstacles yeah, right. the way. It's it, it it's it truly is. that's that's that what is, that's we're like, dealing yes, with. So course. we need to have the that bad stuff in order to have. But there's a gamut of experiences that we're all experiencing, right? Yeah. And there's like a certain level of like the worst thing that's ever happened to me is I you know. I got a B on my test. Yeah. And the worst thing of the same aged person that's, a, you know, ever happened to him was his. I got raped by this guy or whatever. whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so now he's experienced a crazy level of high and low, a lot low yeah. and maybe, maybe not the best high, but his, his new like median energy is going to be a lot lower than mine, but he's experienced a lot more. Yeah. So is he gain, is he living a life that's like, Hey, he's, he's, he's gained an experience than I have. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like his net energy is a little bit lower because he has been through more shit. That's negative than positive. I think it's like, oh, yeah, that's obviously you're living 
I'm living a better life. I and it's not that I did anything to deserve it. I'm just li- I'm experiencing life in a different way. Yeah. When people talk about like high school, they talk about like oh high school's like was terrible. Uh, high school was fucking awesome to me. Oh, it was junior amazing. high was a phenomenal. Awesome. Oh, you I loved junior it. High? I loved okay. it. Everything about it. It was like I I did whatever I wanted. Like people knew who I was, I knew who they they were. Like I, I would, I was a goofy little fuck, yeah. and things were great. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can see it, dude. I I, I would walk <laughs> around. Yeah, it, it was it was awesome. Uh, but I I just I but I'll tell you what. In elementary school, I had teachers that made fun of me. Yeah. As a as a baby, I was a child, that, that was and I'm an having he has friends. I, I started growing. Yeah, and now I'm here, and I got that right. Like. <laughs> I so I there's there's I think I experienced a super low at such a young age yeah that it made me appreciate yes that junior oh, high yeah, yeah. stuff and it made me appreciate that high school stuff where I was like oh this isn't bad because yeah. I've experienced the bullshit already yeah so I know that this is good yeah I actually I, say one of the like things that shaped my life is my parents moved to OMAC when I was in second grade. So I was an outsider and that sort of followed me for quite a while. And like to the point where I really, like I remember I was really good at baseball Mm -hmm. and I didn't make the all-star team and I was crushed. So I was like, what the fuck? Like, I know I'm good enough to be on this team. This is like fourth grade or something, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, find out later in life as you start to understand things that the kids who got picked for the all-star team was all about, like, whose dads were drinking buddies. So yeah. they could go to the tournament in Moses Lake or whatever and hang out all weekend. Yeah. And uh, so then I was like, okay, well, if I if something's important to me, I'm going to have to be so undeniably good at it that nobody can, like, you know what I mean? Like, it has that, to be so obvious yeah. that nobody can snub me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, le- I think that's what created my work ethic, mm-hmm. like at a young age to where I was like, when I realized that I really liked football, it was like, okay, if, if I want to make the team, I, I literally have to be the best or mm-hmm. I won't, they won't even let me on the JV team. If I'm not the best player on the varsity team, they'll just cut me off the entire team. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so that sort of stuck with me for a while. And that led to this, like. It was a chip on my shoulder, which a lot of... You need. Yeah, exactly. To be good in athletics, you kind of do need that chip on your shoulder. To be good at Um, anything. But that whole, like, growing up, being the outsider all the way through elementary school and middle school. But then I went through tough experiences, which also shaped me so that by the time I had um, sort of figured out how to have, like, like tough skin and whatnot in high school, then it was like, well, now I'm unstoppable. Because yeah. I don't give a fuck what you guys say. And now I'm having yeah. fun. And high school was fucking awesome. Yeah. But I think that's another problem with, you know, in the first half of the show, we were talking about how you shouldn't be nerfing all the edges for your kids. And I was talking about it physically. But you also shouldn't be nerfing all the edges for them emotionally. Like, I think bullying should be allowed in the schools. Like, you need to have Stay it. out of the kids. That's kids shit. Stay out of it. Yeah. Let kids let kids deal with kids. It's a shit. natural it's a natural pecking order. It's a natural thing that yes. people go through. Yeah, and it's you kinda have to. And when when you don't, people think their social it 
Wait till you start a business and you want to charge a certain amount and someone wants to argue <coughs> your price. Oh, dude. I just, and they just try away. and bully you. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, you have to learn what your value is. You know, bullying is kind of standing what your ground is. And, I mean, fighting and stuff like that, I, I don't promote. You know, I don't think it's, you know, in a civilized society what we need. But you're going to get, like, a Trump, like, a confrontational... Like, you're going to get people in w- this life that want to bully you. I, you have to know what your worth is and what you stand for and what your value is. Yeah. I think about a, you know, as far as fighting goes in a civilized society, and there's so much emphasis Just, put on, like, hey, you can't be physical. I was going to say, can, is a civilized but, society possible if violence is not on the table? Uh, I I feel like no violence is. I, I think it has to be an option to have ha- civil yeah. civility. Well, the only way to be civil is to have the ability to be violent, right? That's, but you have what to I'm understand saying. what risk is and what but, you're living to be prosperous for. What, if you understand, I what, think you learn that through learning to be violent. I guess. Yeah, but if you live through violence, like when you have raiders showing up on your shore, we're talking you, about yin and yang earlier. It's yeah, almost yeah. like you have to live some violence. You know to what it's like to have to protect yourself, pieces. and yeah. so if the possibility of chaos or harm is upon you, then you have to be prepared. Yeah, and so and you will also carry yourself in a way. That knows that if you step out of line, there can be repercussion. But that's we we've done away with that. We're trying to do it with that, or do away with that. So my my issue with like society right now is like, oh, everything's got to be dealt with. Like, oh, don't I don't condone violence. Like, no, fuck you. I totally condone violence. I think violence is great. I think it's awesome and we need to allow that to be the case because some people like, you know, might not be able to explain themselves. Some people are good people, but they're being bullied by people who are smarter or can talk circles around them or whatever. And then all of a sudden you have somebody who's like, well, I know this is right. So I can't explain what I'm trying to say, but. I'm going to fucking smack you in the goddamn teeth. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> and now what? Now what? I don't care how smart you are. If I can fucking kill you. Yeah. My way or or you're dead. But then that's once again, you know, violence or fears on the table. Yeah. Because it, it, yeah, it should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. guess what? That's the equalizer. Everybody wants to make fun of the fucking kid who can kill somebody but not uh, talk about it. Like this yeah. is going right now, yeah. um, but uh, it, it just it it allows more people to step to the plate and say, "Hey, guess what?" Well, I mean, that's technically the reason. Be cops... kind because fucking people aren't kind. Yeah, people but... think they're morally and uh, uh, mentally superior than somebody else, and then that somebody else goes, "Well, the only thing I have to do right now is be violent," yeah. because you're trying to be. Uh, condescending, and you're being an asshole, and you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Somehow that is allowed to do in society, which can cause, like we've all known, 
like mental harm to somebody yeah. that's going to carry on just as much as a maiming or a beating would carry on yeah. sometimes a lot longer. Yeah. The mental shit carries on for the rest of your life. Yeah. And the only way I can have a mental thing on somebody that's giving me a hard time is beat the shit out of them. <laughs> and they'll understand like for the rest of their life. Remember that time that guy beat the shit out of you and it changed the way you thought. Yeah. Because that's a fucking thing. And Anybody who's not been in a fight who doesn't understand that, it's like if you think you're tight and you think you're like big tough guy and you have all the, and somebody smacks you in the fucking teeth, then all of a sudden you go, oh, I guess I better uh, treat people with more kindness. Yeah. yeah. Well, the same thing comes because ev- everybody's lost. There's there's everybody's lost at least one fight. There's nobody undefeated out there. Somewhere out there is somebody better. Right. Mm-hmm. And. Again, going back to allowing kids to do kid shit, which means bullying in the schools, you learn in grade school that getting punched in the nose sucks. Because mm-hmm. there was always someone, I don't care, the kid that you thought was tough, there's somebody tougher mm-hmm. or older or bigger. You know what I mean? So he had got punched. In, at some point, he got punched in the nose too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so by the time you're 22, you're like, okay, I know that I don't like getting punched in the face. Yeah. So let's let's find a resolution here. Yeah. Or let's just be civil unto each other. And that's where civility comes from, right? Yeah. But we're getting past civil as in like, I'm not going to physically beat the shit out of you, but I'm going to mentally beat the shit out of you. And it's like, you know what? Yes. That's now, just now as they, bad. Well, they need the same lesson now. The last time I got on the internet and talked a bunch of shit, someone showed up at my door and kicked the shit out of me. And now I think I'm just going to be nice to people. Yeah, maybe I don't need to do I'll, that. I'll just be polite. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's the fact of the matter is like... It's too bad we can't do that. Remember, uh, why can't we? Watched, uh, why the Silent fuck can't Bob we? Strike Back? That's great. At, at the end of the movie when they buy a bunch of plane tickets and fly around, find everybody, <laughs> oh, trash talk them on the forums, <laughs> beat them yeah, up. Yeah, did you say... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah. Violence is the one equalizer, though. I mean, it it is technically why cops carry guns. It's like right, not so they have an advantage in the violence. Not even if they have to use them, but that mental intimidation that, you know, if you don't do what we say, we will hurt you or even kill you. Yeah. And it's like all, all government enforcement eventually boils down to we will send men with guns to come get you. Life is so much more simple than people want to make it. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yep. Life is if I give you positive energy. You will give me positive energy and we will meet in the middle and we will have a what we can have a positive time. Yeah. If you're being negative, you're trying to take my positive energy. Now I got a couple options. I can allow that to happen or I can stop and remove myself from you. Yeah. You will follow me or you will try, you know. When people are being a problem, I think they need to be dealt with. And I think there's a level of people that walk around and try and like take energy. And when you deal with those people, you're kind of stooping down to their level of energy, so to speak, but you deal with them. And then guess what? People who know that that's a problem, 
give you that positive energy back. Yeah. And they say, hey, you did the right thing. We appreciate you for this society. Yeah. What you did matters and is right, and that's what we that's what we need. Um, and that's kind of how just tribes work, right? Like things, people need find niches in ways in which to make the positive things for their group, yeah. and that's all we're trying to do. And trying to find roles for yourself. Trying to find a role to make your group the best it can be. Or even just yourself. Like, how do I fit into this? Just the same as the podcast. What's my role? What's your role? You know, or the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to find out how you fit best and yeah. aid other people and how other people aid you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we all want our families to be good, our, we, our bellies to be full, and us yeah. to have, you know, Good positive lives. No, but hang on, I think that was the perfect thought to to end it on. I want my belly full right now. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm super hungry, hungry dude. <laughs> Second gayest thing you'll hear tonight. Yeah. <laughs>